0: We rock. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday,
1: March 29th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 3, 9 or 5.
2: This
0: is no agenda.
1: Prepping for extreme event attribution here at Camp MoFo in the capital of the drone star state, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry.
3: And plain and simple from northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's
4: Craig Vaughn Buzzkill in the morning.
1: With a stinger. It's the stinger. All right. Just for everyone who's been complaining. In the morning. There we go. <laughs> we need to do more in the mornings.
3: I I, mean, for, I didn't notice that we'd stop doing it. Well. You used if, use it as the punch. As the approve. The, it was used as the. Oh, rim, that's rim funny. Shot. I approve that
1: joke. <laughs> yes. Very very good joke.
3: In right. the morning. Exactly. Which we've, we've actually gravitated toward when something like that happens to this.
1: Yeah. Which is uh, much more friendly, actually.
3: Well, uh, in the morning is still cute <laughs> and it annoys a number
1: of people and we overdo it. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So, when, but when we underdo it, it seems to annoy people as well. Yes. You can't win. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little, I don't know. I'm tired. Why? I don't know. I'm just tired. Well, I was up late. I was up late. I was up until like one thirty, one forty-five. You know, I get up at seven on show days. Uh, which, of course, is uh, nothing. I get up at 7 every day. Yeah, I get up at uh, 7. used to get up at 4 or 5,
3: <laughs> you used to say.
1: Well, I used to, yeah, when I was in California, so this would be the equivalent of me getting up at 5 when I was in uh, on the West Coast. So now I get up at 7, but then I stay up oh, until that's like... that's right,
3: because you're not doing the show at, at, at the same time. Yeah, you're no, doing it at 9 a.m., p- p-
1: Specific time, but what is it there? Noon. <laughs> it's uh, we're, we're it's about time for drinks. It's happy hour here. <laughs> yeah. It's always happy hour in Austin. Uh, no, but I, I there was like there was you know there was a lot of C-SPAN this week um, that I felt quite obliged to watch. Uh, mainly the uh, the healthcare debate or question and answer session that was going on, and, uh, and yeah, it's uh, I like the way C-SPAN does that. Where they have, uh, it's almost like a like a, a multiple person Skype call. When someone's talking, their picture comes up to the front. You know, the other person's picture comes up to the front. It's very entertaining.
3: Yeah, well, as as it gets.
1: <laughs> yeah, six hours of it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Uh, In the morning to you, uh, my friend. In the morning uh, to you, Adam Curry. In
3: the morning to all ships at sea and boots on the ground and feats in the air and feats washing ashore.
1: Yes, in far Rockaway, Queens, the latest feats washing up on the shore. And in the morning to all of the uh, human resources charged up, ready to go in our chat room. Love to see you guys here as always um, every Thursday and Sunday mornings. And I will remind you that you are indeed living in a distortion field reality of media propaganda and manipulation of your mind, and the only time you can surely escape it is these uh, two and a half hours when you are with us as we hold your hand and you feel like you understand it all and you have clarity. Which would be weird since we don't really get it either. <laughs> I, well, just talking to you makes me feel much more clear. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, well, I don't know. So um, part of the uh, the reality distortion... Which has just been quite amazing to me. And uh, I, by the way, I looked at the numbers for CNN. Man, these numbers are down 40% year over year. And on average, there's 150,000 people watching CNN. It's pretty low. It's very low. That's like nobody. You know, Fox, Fox doesn't have much more, really. Well, they got about
3: 450. Yeah, but that's the,
1: well, the primetime hours, they do better, obviously. Yeah. Um. And But, you know, even uh, Anderson Pooper... Uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Burnett pulls in like a quarter million. I mean, it's really nothing. But what, what it does give us is it gives us all the talking points of the, of the matrix that, are, that is being uh, broadcast into the universe. Because otherwise, you, you got to sit through a whole bunch of annoying things on NBC, ABC, CBS. It's all the same stuff, though. It's all coming off the same memo.
3: And yeah, now he's I mean, more concentrated on these stations, but it also repeats itself a lot. So you don't, you right. don't really have to listen 24-7 right. to get the meme. Exactly,
1: exactly. So this uh, Trayvon Martin thing is just is being pushed so hard. And um, uh, Bill Maher was on, uh, I'm not quite sure how this works. Bill Maher was on uh, the Dr. Drew show on HLN. Which is has even less viewers than the regular cNN it's the headline news, which unfortunately a lot of young people watch because they figure hey twenty minutes I'll know everything that's going on
3: yeah but they don't even do that anymore it used to be if you used to watch that thing ten or fifteen years ago it would be a did you that be that one brunette Staring at the camera. Yeah. And then they'd run the same, they'd run a news hour. Yeah. And then they'd start another news hour, the same one. And then right. over and over, and they'd update during it. And it was, you could actually get a day's worth of news in an hour, and then you could turn it off.
1: <laughs> well, whatever you consider news.
3: Well, I mean, their are news. I mean, yeah,
1: <laughs> pop news. <laughs> yeah, pop news. That's what it is, pop news. So Bill Meyer's on. And of course, Bill Meyer is uh, completely compromised. We know that Yahoo paid him a million dollars to launch their comedy channel. And uh, that was that big fake check that he had on stage, giving it to the Obama super PAC, which is a great deal for Marr because he gets to write it off. You know, no skin off his nose. And he looks like a hero. Because let's be honest, if it was really his million dollars. I'd be doing it on my own show. I wouldn't be doing it on stage at the Yahoo opening of their comedy channel. How about you? I agree. Yeah. So we know that's a scam. So he's in the pocket, and he has to weigh in. And, um, well, let's just listen to this, and then I want to interrupt that with something very interesting that happened on CNN. This, of course, is about uh, two things. He's propagating the meme uh, like a good little slavelet. Uh, racism and gun laws. Okay, of course, that's the Trayvon Martin case. We've been talking a lot about that. A tragedy. Is this about racism? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're even asking that question. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, how could it not be? Uh, if the positions were reversed if it was a a white kid who was shot by a black guy you you think we'd be in this so this i find very interesting because this is the meme that's being propagated if it was the other way around now first of all this was not a white guy this was an hispanic guy so it's not exactly the same thing and i think there's lots of black on Hispanic, Hispanic on black violence and crime that we don't hear about. But this is the thing that is now being propagated. And we had a major script mess up on CNN. I don't know if you saw this, John. Uh, Someone tweeted me. uh, Of course, it's nowhere to be found in the archives. Luckily, uh, several of our human resources pointed me to a YouTube video of someone who taped this off of their television. So the audio is a little low, but I've I've done some filtering, cranked it up a little bit. Where um oh, who's the who's the ditz on CNN? That uh, nah, doesn't matter.
3: That's kind of an open <laughs> yeah, question. Very
1: open question. <laughs> yeah, she's on uh, middays before Don comes in. Anyway, so she's talking to uh, Congresswoman Corrine Brown of Florida, and Corrine Brown is a very interesting character to look at. Uh, she has uh, well, forget about appearances. She's very interesting to look at. African American Congresswoman from Uh, Florida, and um, Brooke is her name. Brooke goes off script because she hears the representative say something along the lines of, hey, you know, you know, just like, oh, if this is the other way around, it would be very different. So she says, hey, wait a minute. So would it really be that way? Would it be the other way around? And Kareem Brown slips up big time. One of the funniest moments in television is
5: concerned about this case. If Trayvon wasn't black. Let me, let me tell you something. We had an incident in my area where a young white female was um, murdered. And I was just as concerned. Absolutely.
6: I care about all of the children. You know, you How can make
1: What was her name? So, so here's where it went wrong. So she says, hey, we had a, a white, white female here who was killed in my district. She's from Florida. And, uh, you know, I was all over that. Of course, we didn't hear that. We didn't hear about any of it. And then Brooke slips, and she said, oh, what was her name? She's like trying to be a journalist all of a sudden. It's like, no, no, you got to stick to the script. What was her name? I want to Google that, see if I can find it. The answer?
5: The young lady that got killed. Yes, ma'am. In Orange uh, County. What was her name? Mm -hmm. Yep, the the young lady that got killed. No, no, the the point (laughs) of the vet is, I I don't remember her name.
1: (laughs) But I'm all over it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see her face she's off looking to her aides, like you know like <laughs> but i'm all over it if it was the other way around i'd be all over it it's bull crap. this thing is reality distortion it is intended for one purpose only and that is for uh politicizing the event and i'm missing a couple things
3: well you know it- there, this is obviously to draw attention to the race issue so we can vote for Obama. Now, the one thing I was watching one of the shows, uh, one of the news shows, and they decided to uh, talk about race. And they brought out they brought out the entire staff. It looked like the entire staff of the network that who were black only. There was nobody else. Yeah. And they went and they had each one of them went and, and they were all professionals and slick and they were they knew how to talk on television and they came out one after another talking about how deplorable this is. And the whole messaging here is to get people's, you know, say, well, wow, you know, we have a black president and I wonder if that, you know, am I going to vote for the Republican because I because I maybe I harbor some hidden, you know, some deep racism. I have to rethink this and, and maybe I should reconsider, you know, voting for Obama. Obama again. I think this is strictly, this is all orchestrated by the White House. Well, if I was not. And, so- and wait, wait, just to add to my point, I, you know, I have the the Bobby Rush
1: clip. Yeah, I have it too. But uh, I'll, I'll play yours because you want to set it up. This was quite amazing. Bobby
3: Rush is in front of Congress and he starts to yak about this thing. And the poor guy, I don't know how he gets reelected. He can barely speak. And I looked him up. I don't know. Has he ever had a? Uh, did he have a stroke? I have no uh, idea. He's, I, brain think,
1: I, I think he's just old. He just seems really old.
3: He's sixty five for God. You're sake. kidding me? Really? He was born in 1946.
1: Oh my goodness! Well, he yeah he 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 acts like he's almost eighty
3: or uh, ninety. <laughs> So he can't let's not be talk. ageist,
1: though, John. Let's let's be careful not, what we're saying. You know,
3: we're not being ageist. We're just saying that he's well, in this case, we're being ageist. Yeah. But whatever the case is, he's a mush mouth that can barely speak. And he comes out there, and then he's yakking away. And so he, and right in the middle of his speech, he pulls up a hoodie. Now, actually, he takes off his jacket. He takes off his jacket. And he's,
1: and he's and got he his hoodie word, underneath. When he,
3: when he uses the word clothing, he does, you can imagine him taking Q, off his jacket. Q, By the yeah. time he gets to the word hoodie in this little speech, he's got the hood over his head. And then the chairman or the uh, the guy running the, yeah, house the, the president, starts pounding him down. Hey, you can't do that. You can't wear a hat in Congress. And then they finally still wouldn't stop yakking. He started reading from the Bible, which is nuts. And then so the guy finally says the speaker, the the, 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 the representative is no longer recognized. And when they say that, they killed his mic.
1: And well, oh, let's play this. And uh, I also want you to know, when he puts the hood up, did you also notice he changed to dark glasses?
7: Yeah, he went wore his dark glasses <laughs> so he looked just like the unabom. <laughs> it was indeed an American tragedy. Too often – This violent act that resulted in the murder of Trayvon Martin is repeated in the streets of our nation. I applaud the young people all across the land who are making a statement about hoodies, about the real hootlums in this nation particularly those who tread on our laws wearing official or quasi-official clothes. Racial profiling has to stop, Mr. Speaker. Just because someone wears a hoodie does not make them a hula. Hootlum. The Bible teaches us, Mr. Speaker, in the book the of Michael 66. The member six, six, will suspend, These words, shut up, the slave. These words. He the has, member, has shown you, O oh man, the member what will suspend. Is good. the chair must the What does, does, does the Lord require you? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And in the New Testament. Luke 4, 4 18 to 20 teaches us these words. The Spirit of the The Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. Shut off his mind. All who hear these words. To heed these lessons. May God the bless the no mind soul,
4: his family the member is no longer recognized. <laughs> I don't recognize you.
3: <laughs> the chair will ask the sergeant at arms to enforce the prohibition on decor. The car.
1: Yeah, and then it's like under section Then they section shot five. the long
3: shot again, and Rush was gone. They yeah. hauled him out of there.
1: So it looks like he did have a uh, he had brain surgery for a tumor in two thousand eight. Okay, well that would explain that it. would explain the uh, the speech pattern. Um, but you said something interesting just before we went into the clip. He looked like the Unabomber. I mean, indeed. Yeah. So yeah, why don't we looks just? Don't he just, looked like
3: the drawing that went around of the Unabomber.
1: Yeah, didn't we? Wasn't there like something with hoodies when the Unabomber was around?
3: Yeah, the hoodie thing was considered, you know, it was hoodie I don't know the hoodie is I mean we have a national football league coach who wears hoodies and we have I mean the hoodie is a hoodie but in certain circumstances, I don't know why why the I'm telling you they're probably selling a lot of hoodies <laughs> and of course immediately Obama releases a hoodie even though yeah. Ron oh, Paul's yeah. been selling a He's hoodie. He's been selling
1: first. hoodies now. I know, I know. You so, know so, I mean it's like great for the business of hoodie makers. Here's the thing though that I'm you know what I'm really missing? Because I, I scan all the channels. I'm missing um, Trayvon's classmates. Where are those interviews? Um, his teachers. I'm not seeing any of that. Did I miss it? Was there a funeral? Did we have a huge vigil at a f- funeral? Did I just miss uh, it? Trayvon's out of the picture. <laughs> we don't care about him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I think, it's, I think there's actually something much worse going on. And, and this plays into the uh, Supreme Court... Um, and their six hour hearing on uh, the uh, constitutionality of forcing the slaves of America to buy insurance, uh, health insurance or and, else. Right. Now, if you um, immediately on the first day. The very first day of uh, of the lawyer speaking, here's the kind of news that was all over the place. This
3: was a train wreck for the Obama administration. Train this wreck. law looks like it's going to be struck down.
1: It's dead. It's horrible. It's not going to work. Everyone's like, "Oh, we can't believe the 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 uh, Virilli, the uh, who was you know speaking on behalf of the government, you know, the attorney, uh, a solicitor general." he's horrible he was stuttering he was he was no good he was, it was going nowhere it's all hor- it's like, i think john that uh, at this point the reelection campaign scampaign campaign of uh, president obama is more important to him than anything i believe they actually want the supreme court to throw this out to say it's unconstitutional so we can have a war on health care this summer will mess it all up. People won't be getting help in emergency rooms. It'll oh, be yeah. No, and then Obama can throw it in the Republicans face. Yeah. And they'll say, see, this is what exactly. See, the, this is what you wanted.
7: This is what you and wanted.
3: Meanwhile, Romney's between a rock and a hard place because he's the one who is the who, you know, did Romney care, which is a very similar type of, uh, although it
1: was more socialized medicine or more. Well, in fact, in fact, the spokeshole, uh, it wasn't Carney, it was his deputy spokeshole, his spokeshole light. He kicked off the whole press conference uh, the other day with, oh, just so you know, this whole thing was all invented by the Republicans. So I, I, I really, I think that this summer we're going into racial warfare Healthcare warfare, so it's just so people are just you know they're going to be bopping each other over the heads in the streets, and you can't get your head sewn up. I mean, it's just going to be nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. So, so just briefly on this, because I got one clip from the six hours that I thought was interesting. Uh, This is Varelli. You
3: found some because I've been listening to that thing, and it's like I, I mean, I like Scalia when he said the one thing I like was. I'm not going to read this 2,700-page document. I haven't
1: got time for this
3: bull crap.
1: Yeah. Leave that to Curry and Dvorak. They like that stuff. Let them read it, which we did. And we found a lot of stuff in there, if you'll recall. Um, including yeah, none the, of it good, by the way. Remember the 1099 provision? Remember the, well, there's, all, there's still yeah, the... They pull, luckily, they, Everything that was discovered like that was pulled,
3: pulled out. out. The 1099 thing was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, which What's meant... What's
3: it doing in there?
1: Well, there's there's other things. There's the uh, the embeddable uh, RFID chips. There's a lot of good stuff in it. The mark of the beast is coming. The prophecy. We're living it. But here's really, and he screws up so so badly. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I love reading legislation and legal documents, and I I think I could do better in front of the Supreme Court. First of all, I'd be like, Hey, Ruth, you're hot, you milfy, and I'd have her on my hand right there. Yeah. So here's yeah, that would work. Here's really. And uh, actually, it's um, uh, Kagan starts off with an interesting question. Go
6: ahead. <laughs> the nature of the representation you made, that the only consequence is the penalty. Suppose a person does not purchase insurance, a person who is obligated to do so under the statute doesn't do it, pays the penalty instead, and that person finds herself in a position where she's asked the question, have you ever violated any federal law? Would that person have violated a federal law?
2: No. Our, our position is that the ans- that person should give the answer no.
6: A- and that's because?
2: That if they don't pay the tax, they violated a federal law. But as long as they've paid the penalty. If they've paid the tax, then they're in compliance with the law. <laughs>
4: Why do you keep saying tax?
1: <laughs> <That's> Scalia. <laughs> if
4: they pay the no, tax wasn't penalty. No, that
1: was Scalia. That was, uh, I thought it was, oh, no, it was the other guy, the bald guy. Yeah. yeah. Thank, complies you. With the law. Thank you. So, so, here, so here's what to, a couple things come out of this. One, Verilli keeps calling it a tax, which is exactly what he's trying to prove it's not. He's right. Tra- I mean, this is ludicrous. I mean, how it's bad can tax. you get it? But it and, and then they go on for well, hours for the about the purposes
3: it. of her question, which was very
1: interesting. Very good question because. You
3: ha- he has to make it a tax, otherwise, then, her, then what she says is valid. You're violating a federal law.
1: It's a felony, in fact.
3: Yes, so, so it would be a felony, but, but if you pay – and it wouldn't be a fine because a fine would be part exactly. of a violation process as opposed to a tax, which is just part of the, uh, doing business in the country as but, a as but a, he But he played resource. his
1: hand by calling it a tax consistently three times after that, call, if you don't pay the tax because it's – Oh,
3: no, he made a strong point of it. But it uh, – Yeah. Was it Brennan Brenner? Brennan? I don't I know. Hmm. I'll get his name. Hang yeah. on. Oh, the other dude. Yeah, the football guy. Yeah. He always Breyer. talks no. very. He's he I was listening to him. He's like a very uh, uh you know, very slow-speaking erudite and when he's, he's the guy's very full of himself. I've seen him on a number of
1: uh well, and If you got like to of, wear that dress, you might be full of yourself too. Well, yeah, I probably would be. I'm full of myself now. <laughs> but but the point is if you if you refuse, that's a felony. And a felony is punishable by Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines and ten years Stephen in jail. Briar, Breyer. Breyer, right? That's why I said Briar. Briar. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was like the guy was brought in to throw the fight. He was so bad.
3: So well, you have to wonder what their what their actual basis for argument is. I I couldn't figure it out. I gave up. Mm. That is a good clip, though. By the way.
1: And uh, and I was just discussing with Miss Mickey last night. I'm like, you know, uh, if this thing were to happen, 8% of your income goes to uh, insurance help, companies. Insur- 8%. Huh. Sounds about right.
3: <laughs> 8%.
1: Wow. I said, I'm going to throw you around, break some bones, get my money's worth. This is no good.
3: Well, that is one of the problems when they when they've created a system that is now overpriced and a rip off, a scam. Uh, people now would bur- overburden the system. They want to get their money. This is a fact. Fact. I mean, fact. They go to the doctor when they don't need to. They they they, they feel obliged to use you know to to spend some of right. this money that they get from the insurance companies in the drop of a hat. And uh, so they you know they're they overload the
1: system it's terrible it's a bad thing all around I, know, should, I don't know and people always point to europe and say oh look at how it's going there uh you know mickey's friends were over here uh two weeks ago and uh, one guy he's a um, not a gynecologist uh what's a skin doctor dermatologist dermatologist <laughs> the, yeah gyne- guy, everything to you so gyne- <laughs> gynecologist doesn't make any difference and uh, so here's how it works, because they they now, they basically have the system that is trying to be implemented here. That changed, uh, I think, three or four years ago in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, better known as the Netherlands. Um, and everyone had to get their own insurance company. And, of course, premiums went up. We've already seen that happen. And what it is, is the insurance companies no longer, it just became so complicated, they didn't want to pay per patient. So what they say is hospital, hospital. Here's uh, your annual budget, Here, you know, so I'm just going to make up a number, here's uh, $10 million for you, hospital, and uh, you can spend that however you want. So internally, immediately, there's all kinds of fighting going on between surgeons and the dermatologists and the gynecologists, who's worth more, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the day, he winds up being able to work only three days a week because then he's basically spent his budget on what he can make as determined by the hospital who are paid by the insurance companies. Which means they have to go and hire a whole second guy and sometimes a third who also are basically working part time.
3: And you know, so, and and everybody moans and groans about You know, the Republicans are taking this wrong. they they moan and groan about the government getting involved in the medical system. The government's not involved. They gave it over to the insurance companies. And they're a huge labyrinth of middlemen. Yeah. So the all the prices have gone up because the insurance companies are taking profits. They're public companies. They have to make profits so they so they gouge everyone they can. They have a huge bureaucracy within their own organization. It's a it's a complete disaster. We never had this problem the thirty years ago when the insurance company before the insurance companies took over the
1: business. No. No. Nope. Hmm. And
3: of course the drug companies see this is a bonanza because they can charge whatever they want. Yep. Because they know it's going to get paid.
1: Ah, Oh, boy. If only we could get Ron Paul in.
3: Well, you know, he's a gynecologist.
1: (laughs) He is. (laughs) That's why I like him so much. (laughs) You know, we want our presidents to have seen all that poontang before they get into office. Yeah. <laughs> see, not have to be, share. Not have to be worrying about it while they're there. It's like, oh now I'm powerful, now I need to see it. Ron Paul's like, Yeah, I've been there, done that, got the t shirt, the DVD, and you know what, it ain't all that. It's complicated looking down there. That's that's Ron Paul. He was on uh Pierce Moron. Did you see him on uh, Pierce? No, I missed that. Oh he's he I love it when he's because he knows Pierce is British, of course. And I love it when he slams the Brits. So Pierce comes out with like a a total a-hole and then Ron Paul just like slaps it back in his face. Really good.
4: Talking of competition, let me put my own doctor hat on. If I was prescribing uh, some medicine for you right now, Congressman, I think I would say the situation is looking pretty terminal for your race to be the GOP nominee. Why don't you just do the decent thing and pull out? Why are you staying in the race? (laughs) <laughs> why don't you do the decent thing and not pester me with silly questions like that? <laughs> why? Because I mean that's that would be decent of you. No, well, i, I was, that's silly. Hang on, <laughs> the latest the latest Gallup poll has you at nine percent. Mitt Romney's at thirty nine. Wait, wait, wait. Now why don't you? Do, the, what you're looking for are delegates. That's And we're doing quite well. Wait, wait, they Haven't even well, Harley delegates Cullen yet. Say, no, no, well why, let's see why? how well you're doing. Mitt Romney Mitt Romney five hundred and sixty delegates. Ron <laughs> Ron Paul seventy one yeah okay what what about the states where they're still working through the process which is most of them you know whether you you know whether it's up in maine or right now we're doing very well in the state of washington and uh north dakota and excellent and uh, now in nevada and uh even uh missouri the other day some really good news came out there for us that through the process our people are in the right places and they're doing the things to become a delegate so it's way too soon for you to write anybody off and besides I mean, just because somebody is in second or third place, and, and, and but there's a race going on. What what if uh, Mitt Romney isn't the best person? Why should we just throw in the towel? Because people, like you say, hey, throw in the towel. People don't want you out there wanting to debate the war and wanting to debate uh, the Federal Reserve and wanting to debate the civil liberties, you know, assassination, assassination of American citizens, the military arresting Americans. You know, we fought the British because the British came over here and arrested our American citizens. <laughs> for civil laws. So now we are well, going you'd be back to that. You'd be fighting the British tonight, Congressman, and very effective. Yeah. I don't want I, you to throw, I don't I, want you to throw in the
1: towel. I- oh, shut up. Idiot.
3: I would have said, why don't you throw in the towel on this crummy show? You're
1: <laughs> The thing is, you know, and, and I know Doug Weed listens to the show. Uh, there are lots of people in the Ron Paul campaign who listen to the show. We, you know, the, the, the candidate... Uh, the good doctor. He is so kind. And he and he smiles and he laughs. But sometimes you gotta I agree, John, you gotta pull out the sword and stick it in. It's like, you know, hey, you know what? I don't even know why I'm on this crummy piece of crap show. <laughs> I, I, I just looked at your ratings. They're down forty percent year over year, Pors Pierce. No one's want Porsche. Your new name is Porsche, by the way. Horse the Porsche. And it's horrible. I'm not even coming on here and no one cares what you have to say. And by the way, you're a crook. You (laughs) eavesdropped on people's phones and you ran an illegal organization under Murdoch, the biggest crook of them all. What do you say to that? (laughs) Yeah,
3: you should be running for something. You know, what what else is left?
1: What else is left for me but to run for something? And you're going to run the campaign. You're going to run the campaign. Oh, by the way, John, the Hyundai auditions we did. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. On the last show. And? Well. You got a call back? No, crickets, nothing. Oh, you didn't even get a call back? <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> not, a sing- not a single thing. Not even a thanks for your tape.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I-, I-, I wanted to mention this because before we go to our little break for- get to thank our producers, I did find a commercial from Toyota, maybe this is the reason that you didn't like your surfer voice. Where they, they they do the whole commercial, and then they cut to that voice—the voice, the oh, voice no. I want you to do—the vo- the money voice. They rip Even me off. In the olden days, it used to be a big deep voice. It used to be the money voice, but this voice <laughs> is right. the money voice. Right.
8: It's getting crowded at Toyota's number one for everyone sales event. Why? People know Toyota's the best. 2012 Toyota models have the best resale value of any brand. Get ready, Kelly Kubik's Plus, every new Toyota comes with Toyota Care. Complimentary maintenance plan with roadside assistance. With amazing deals, you're going to want to hurry in for this one.
1: Get big down
4: payment matching deals on Highlander and RAV4. Plus, make no payments for 90 days or save with 0% APR financing. Your chance to save big is now. Hurry in today.
1: Yeah. now Mine was definitely better.
3: Than that guy at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the guy at the beginning was a very just a, mod, a nothing Generic. voice to yeah. me. But the guy yeah. at the end was the surfer voice. Although I think you could have taken it up a notch.
1: <laughs> well, whatever we did, we didn't. It, it got zero results. Okay, I
3: think that's the voice to go with, though, because that voice is, is. I've heard that voice. I'm a couple of years ago on the show. I brought out one of. That's when I discovered you could do that voice. <laughs> well, let's let's listen. Let's some, listen one Ad, more time. Let's listen. Adam one Curry more. Vox.
1: Let's agency, just make sure we know it's leads good for Hyundai South Central May June. In fact, I even put, even though it was the second script, I put the surfer dude first on the audition tape just to make sure they heard it. Kick savings into overdrive at your Hyundai dealer (laughs) (laughs) and get a 2012 Santa Fe for 0. I played that for Mickey in bed and she wet the bed. She's like, like, that's so awesome. She said, you nailed it. You nailed it. Crickets. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just face it man Let's face maybe, it Maybe
3: the cycle time You know these are big companies Cycles are really long
1: <laughs> Yeah sure Maybe a month before uh, you hear back Sure No 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 and What's going to happen This is the worst thing about doing these auditions Is then you see the commercial Because these are all national spots you know, I see the sprint commercial, I see the, the, the old Navy commercial. And then every you, you turn on the television, it's in your face. Loser. You didn't get this loser. And you hear this, this guy with this sappy voice who did get it, who's rolling in the dough. I mean, you know, a national spot like that could be, be like 30, 40 grand in a year. Yeah, it's Huge yeah, money.
3: It's big money with that. Yeah. Well, of course, it's very competitive too, because of the money. <sighs> okay. Well, we have a few people to thank uh, for keeping us on the air. Uh, we have an executive, a couple of executive producers, and a uh, slew of associates. Nice in this uh, show. So let's start by thanking uh, Patrick Bennett or Barnett. I'm sorry, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Barnett in Incline Village, a tax. Oh, haven. Ta- yeah, ta- that is where you go. You don't want to pay taxes to California.
1: You know who who uh, lived there? Um, David Coverdale and Tony Catane. I visited them there once. In Incline uh, Village, yeah, it's beautiful there.
3: Actually. As far as I know, Bill Losey, very famous Silicon Valley personality, lived there. And he says, uh, I call him a ring hoarder because he says, send me a ring. (laughs) Oh, that's that's right, because
1: we're ending him at the the end of this year.
3: The way PayPal messes up so much, I wasn't even sure you'd see whatever I put in the box. By the way, I have a real message. I'm a huge fan of the show. Hope you two can keep it going for a long while. Yet don't be afraid to, to do up the crack pottery harder. Uh, it's as much fun as media dissection. I don't uh, need any karma, no dedouching or anything. But if you wouldn't mind giving a shout-out to the No Agenda artists. Oh, that's very nice. They deserve it. I wish I had their talent. They do a great job, and we agree with that.
1: Yeah, so let me give the artist uh, some karma, even though he he's not requesting it. Uh, our artists uh, really do a great job. No Agenda art generator dot com is where you can always upload your art go take a look at all the pieces that are created and here's some karma for all the artists you've got karma thank you so much and thanks so much patrick that's great appreciate that executive producership
3: chris wolf in mooresville indiana came in with 826 dollars. actually eight twenty six fifteen. i don't know i think jc put this
1: use microphone what am i supposed to do? You no, know? yeah, he says memo read letter aloud to listeners use microphone
3: <laughs> what does that mean? It, do you have anyway, a gotta, He he sent a long note in. I'm going to read it, uh. Uh, and I'm only going to read parts of it. I'm sending this. Uh, he sent us actually a couple of uh, five dollar bills, one from New Zealand, and one from Australia, which are very interesting bills because they have holes punched in them with cellophane and something printed on the cellophane over the hole, so you can see through these bills. I've never seen these bills before. Hmm. Very interesting uh, uh, counterfeit uh, protection device, I guess anyway so he sent it he also sent us 223 uh, ounce sovereigns Wow uh, which are worth about he calculates three hundred bucks total of 783 the way he does it yes yeah, yeah, two almost a half an ounce yeah wow and uh, so he and he adds it up he says uh, I'm sending this because of about the bills if you go to Australia you really really need to go to New Zealand I got to see both last year and both are fantastic so he came up with a donation of eight twenty six fifteen with all these things, and including a need for a, a podcast
1: license. So and, note yeah, that yeah, I will. And I, didn't he also say? I think I read this note. Didn't he also say that? When gold hits 2,000, he'll be a knight? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting to that. (laughs) The way I
3: see it, by the way, if it goes down, then he's going to... If I was him, I'd just close the deal. Yeah, because you don't want us to
1: strip you of your producership now, do you? The
3: way I see it, I'm 173 short of a knighthood, so when gold hits 2034, you can become a... uh, He says, if you think this is complicated, you should try figuring out why you're drunk. Now, the real gist of the letter. I deserve to be douchebagged with this donation because I've been listening for quite a while and I'm just now donating because I need the karma so he needs douchebagging and a karma but actually he has a, a a complicated formula at the end so save it uh we'll give him no we'll do it all at the end um he needs karma is to uh, carter and deb hutchinson from zydeco's cajun restaurant right here in my town turn me on to the show and now my favorite way to listen is i put an android phone in a ziploc bag listen while i take a shower
1: <laughs> I got to try that. That sounds if good. If you
3: guys go to one show a week, then my shower frequency will diminish, and that's not good for anyone around me. <laughs> so I recently retired, and I'm now going to try to pursue a career of a pauper musician that's trying to just get by. <laughs> and you can see my stuff at chriswolfsongs.com. That's Chris Wolf, W-O-L-F. It has a link to the greatest podcast in the universe. We thank him for that. Also, a couple of years ago, my smoking hot, hot wife's son had a buddy that said she was a MILF. She had never heard that term and got confused. She came home and told me that her son's buddy called her a mofo. <laughs> no, it doesn't even sound like MILF. No. So I would like an adios mofo, and that's one hell, hot MILF for the, her, then wrap it up with a karma. So here's what he wants. He wants a, if, if you can do it, a douchebag, adios mofo, one, one hot MILF baby, which is the little kid, and then the karma. Can you do that?
1: Okay, just give me the sequence again. So it's... Okay, uh, douchebag. Yeah.
3: Adios, mofo. Yeah. The baby saying the hot milk.:
1: Yeah. And a karma shot. Okay. Let me just uh, grab it all here. So we've got... We only do it for the big dough. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. All right, let me see if I can do this. Uh, so it's mofo. Okay. Douchebag. Adios, Mofo.
6: That's one hot milf, baby. You've got karma.
1: Nailed it. Nailed it.
3: Outstanding.
1: <laughs> That's what I do.
6: That's
3: entertainment.
1: <laughs> right there. Not for everyone, by the way, according to my inbox. Uh, so what? Dude, I'm never gonna to going to listen to the show again, it. man. You play that milf stuff, man. My son Jesus, walked in. Heard we're milk. We're requesting
3: it. We're not playing it on our own. We do. We work for the, for our producers. That's they right. tell us to do what, and we do it.
1: There you go. They, that's that's the correct answer.
3: That's the and it's the right way to work. You work for the public. You don't work for some suit that works at an executive office at NBC. Yeah, you. Jason I, Dozier, I, yeah. Dozier or Dozier, of, which is Dozier what is. and Kansas, Dozier. Kansas, two seventy nine, seventy six. His donation, which completes his knighthood. Thanks for keeping me paranoid and fatalistic. We're all screwed, <laughs> but at least I'll see it coming. Hey, <laughs> I like that. It's a good attitude.
9: Yeah, it's a great
1: attitude.
3: Uh, Adrian.
1: <laughs> Vernoy oh, very good, Fernoy, very good. And where's Verneuil. he from? Meppel. Yeah. Meppel is very near the these uh, the the, the uh, they call it the the black socks, the uh, like the crazy religious people. Oh, cool. Yeah,
3: two sixty nine sixty nine. Bringing back our meme in the morning, John and Adam. Here's two sixty nine sixty nine for the cause. If still available, I'd like to hear the brilliant stinger from On the Case with Paula Zahn again. I don't know if I can get that one. What was that? It uh, was something that I, I I dug up for some reason. And it was a really? long time ago. I still can't seem to get it out of my mind. You don't want to hear it again then. If you could follow it up with a shot of karma for me and my sweet girlfriend, I'd really appreciate Adrian and uh, the Meppel, Netherlands. Now, um, I'll go dig that up for a future show. I, I think I can find it. But whatever the
1: case is, just give him a shot, sh- shot of
3: karma.
6: You've got... Karma.
1: Wow, I, I, I'm looking at my, in the system here. It must be very, very old. It's, it probably was titled something stupid. Yeah, I'm yeah. always making
3: editorial comments in the names of the files, yeah, it's and it's not, just like it's a, it's a really bad habit. I should, be, yeah. I should not stop helpful. doing. Yeah, you're right. Not helpful. It's, no, not at all. It's like people, it, this is another thing. I want to do a probably do a column shortly on email uh, etiquette. You, i have always people put the stupidest. You can never look up their email by the subject because it's always, hey, read this. You know, something like that. or It's useless. You Or like you,
1: you have been known to send emails to me without a subject.
3: But that's always a blunder.
1: That is a, I mean, in fact, subject is the way you're going to get my attention. It is the the way. Sir Dean Bertram,
3: meanwhile, has gotten our attention. He's from Accra uh, in Ghana. Two, three, four, five, six. Good day, John and Adam. Better late than never. So here's my 419er Ghana SETI donation for the month, which today works out to 23456. Honestly, I don't didn't tweak that result. Keep up with the good work. Keep me informed and laughing, cause fuck all else does.
1: <laughs> what? Who cares? I love. Thank all you. The best from the. Thank sir, you, sir sir, the,
3: sir John Smith from Saint Petersburg, Florida, Nice Town, <laughs> two hundred dollars. Uh, sorry for the dra- drought. Uh, yet another argument with the IRS and a home improvement project that ran amuck. Thrust me into the depths of douchedom. I should never, I should deliver a third night or abstain a second knighthood in the next few no- months. Need some de-douching karma after licking my IRS slave wounds.
6: You've been de-douched. Karma. Try
3: and those are our executive and associate executive producers for show uh three nine five. Uh, you can go to Dvorak.org slash NA channel Dvorak dot com slash NA no show dot com and noagenda nation dot com and click on the donate buttons there if you can't get to uh, dvorak.org. Dvorak
2: dot dot org slash NA.
1: And uh, before we uh move into the next portion of the show, we just had two quick little uh PR mentions. Actually I saw someone with the Curry Dvorak drone t-shirt that I'm waiting to see he silk screens him himself send me a picture of them they're just beautiful John and hopefully we'll be able to uh, get those uh, maybe at com. we do have a uh, two uh, as we're kind of winding down the domain name forge as well because you know these things are now expensive they're like 10 bucks and uh, we we'd rather just have the money um but forwarding to noagendashow.com, pipelinesforprosperity.com, which I think is a very good uh, That's a domain. good one, yeah. That's something we might want to do something with. Yeah, there's a bunch of them we need to do something with. Well, how about this one? Uh, the Associated Forces of Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, the domain name is assforces.com. <laughs> <laughs> I like it just as a, as a short URL. I mean, just assforces.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Art, you're a sick puppy in Lancaster. Ask yeah. Ask Forces. Uh, ask forces. They come. I think we just say, "Hey, hey, uh, you. Uh, this, this show you're doing, this podcasting. Where can I? Oh, just go to askforces.com dot com. Oh, all right. And uh, we profusely thank our executive producers and associate executive producers for keeping us on the air today. Uh, this is very, very good. I know you don't want me to be doing any more of these horrible surfer dude spots, but we will resort to uh, those types of measures if we if we absolutely must. But for now, we're feeling pretty good, and uh, we'll be thanking more people later on in the program. And of course, these are real credits, not like the phonies in Hollywood. If you want us to vouch for you, all you have to do is shoot us a note. We'll be happy to talk to anybody who needs it. And there's always our formula, which you need to go out and propagate. Our formula is this. We go out,
7: we hit people in the mouth. New world. world
0: order. Shut up,
1: Oh, Red Book, Red Book, Red Book, Red Book, Red Book. Red Book. Yes? Un... Um... I am looking for the official documentation for the complaint filed at the European Union Starfleet Command. But the twin brother of Poland, the Polish president, who died in the 2010 plane crash in Russia, said on Wednesday, this looks not like accident, but like assassination. They have, in fact, now exhumed three of the 96 bodies. Apparently, there were explosions on board before the plane came down. And uh, this is, of course, the twin brother of the president, Kaczynski. He's saying this was a total assassination. Listen to this on the autopsy reports. Uh, There are all kinds of mistakes. One uh, describes one body whose uh, the person should have had organs that had been removed. They were not. Another one uh, was a discrepancy of 20 centimeters in the height of this person on the autopsy. (laughs) It's It's like, who knows if they even buried the same bodies? So Poland is uh, is going to start. This isn't going to get in disarray over all this. And I'm looking for the official documents. If anybody can help me find them, because I know he said this. In fact, um, here's his exact quote. Oh, the another a couple of quotes he has. If there were exp- explosions on board, if this c- catastrophe looks increasingly like an assassination, and this means there is a new quality to international politics. He called on EU lawmakers and leaders to investigate the crash, arguing that it's a matter of importance, not only to Poland. Yeah, no kidding. Um, how did the foreign minister, he says, know just a few minutes after 9 a.m. that everybody had died? And a few minutes later, he already knew it was a result of pilot error. He said this was a complete propaganda campaign, which had been planned earlier. Yeah, well... Is the is the bandwidth so slow in Poland that it takes them that long to download our shows from 2010? Yeah, we spotted that right off the 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 day of. Yeah, but now but now it's like actual inquiry. So if anyone can help me find time, yeah, if anyone can help me find the actual documents. But this is what we said from the second it happened. Well, not
3: only that, but I think we did have that one clip that disappeared. We still have the clip, of course, but it disappeared from the uh, oh, with the with the people getting shot. Yeah, there were <laughs> guys were getting shot. Hey, at, I, you hey, survived the plane crash. Get killed in the cl- crash. We'll Shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> Got him, like, Got like, him like a Monty Python bit.
1: So while we stick with aviation for a second, and I, I don't know much about nothing, I do know a little bit about the aviation world, and, of course, uh, the big uh, distraction of the week, the distracted from... This is great. Yeah, Especially so... Don't
4: look over be, here. Nothing to see, about what see here.
3: Happened. Ooh, look at that. What? It's getting funnier when they describe what was going on. I mean, have you read the whole report where they describe what his actions were and oh, what yeah. he starts saying and all oh, this? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. So and now they're blaming. I, I got I'll just throw this in so you can use it in, because you tell us what what your analysis is. But there, we have a local talk show guy. Yeah, and unfortunately, it was in the in the car when I was listening to this, whose uh, brother uh, works for JetBlue. And he's also an aviation nut like you, the, the talk show guy. And he says in the, on the bulletin boards, it says the guy was selling some multi-level marketing juice. And a lot of people are blaming the juice because he apparently went on to it as his full-time dietary. That's all he drank for breakfast, lunch, and dinner was this some sort of screwy drink. Oh, that's a good one. And he, and he, and he wasn't getting enough nourishment. And eventually he started having hallucinations drinking this uh-huh. crap. Uh-huh. And that that's what the result, and, you know, we're not hearing much the, about that. That's
1: a very good one. I didn't know about that. And I will take that into uh, sincere consideration. I'll, I'll look into that. I'll look into this juice that he was selling. Um, so just to, to set the stage here, you know, it's been uh, over 10 years since nine eleven, 11 And uh, only now, in we're now into year 11, do we have, uh, first we had a, a flight attendant freak out, yelling similar things. And uh, now we have a, uh, a captain freaking out and um, lots I, of experience. This guy's not a slouch. No, no, no. Like Johnny come no. lately. No. Uh, Miss Mickey nailed it right off the bat. Uh, this is one thing I know about the aviation crowd. We're smokers. I think there is a uh, if you were to do a survey, which probably has never been done, you would find that flight attendants and flight crews smoke. And the reason for that is it's a boring life. And you know what you wind up doing is hanging around airports a lot, and you smoke. Of course, you can't smoke everywhere anymore. Uh, she, and Miss Mickey, says Shantix. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and, I like the Shantix. And I too. and I'm I'm like you know they they've just upped their campaign. I'm seeing more of their commercials again. And remember, Miss Mickey was on Shantix, and she says it it was. I mean, people have killed their neighbors on Shantix.
3: So, yeah, we haven't talked about it for a while, but it's one of our basic themes of the of the show for new listeners is that Shantix is uh, is problematic big time.
1: Yeah. And and it's the kind of thing that I believe you, you see, you can't you can't be on Prozac and you can't be on uh, all the, all these other uh, psychotropic psychotropic. Am I saying that right? Psychotropic drugs. Yeah. And uh, uh, without reporting it. Um And so I'm sure some of them don't report it. You know, you don't have to have a medical every week. So there's all kinds of ways around that. So it could be a variation of that. But the simplest, you know, Occam's razor to me is there's a lot of smoking going on in aviation. And that's why, you know, you're going to get grouchy. You can't smoke. you, You know, you take your Shantix or you try it out and you freak out. How many cases have we had of people killing their neighbors? And Or waking up, you know, three days later, naked in someone's backyard, not knowing how they got there. This sounds pretty consistent with what happened. And, of course, conveniently, there's a backup pilot. Uh, there's, it's a plane full of cops and uh, security guys on their way to a security conference. Yeah, that'll make it tough. Yeah, well, that kind of gave me the... Uh,
3: All aboard, trains good, planes bad.
1: Of course, you know, if we just had drone planes, then we wouldn't have this problem at all. These pilots are just
3: pesky. I knew you were going to bring that up. I should mention, by the way, the FAA did ban Shantix for flight personnel under all circumstances. Are you
1: sure about that?
3: I'm looking at the report. It came uh, 2008 is when they did the ban. And uh, uh, the FAA sent a letter to pilots and controllers advising them not to undertake their duties for at least 72 hours after taking Shantix. So that's
1: not the same as a ban? No, okay. All right? That's not the same thing. Um, and by the way, can I just say one thing? Would it, Please, stop sending me the stupid story about the taco drone, okay? It is a dumb story. It is promotion for the taco joint. And, and, and I mean, I just, I just, this is really irking me. I got, I got to get it off my chest. The FAA will not have any civilian drone regulations in place until 2014 okay so everything you're hearing is a lie bullcrap and hype except for the curry dvorak drone corporation which of course is going to be licensed legal and fully compliant and we will be available for birthdays bar mitzvahs and uh anything bris
3: well talking about uh, hypes and you're using uh, the media <coughs> To uh, and nobody sent you anything complaining about this because it's so important. But hiring our heroes is all over the news. And I before we, I have a couple clips and which are ludicrous. Uh, But hiring our heroes, if you look into it, is a a guy. I believe his name is Ron Barr, who's done. He did he did uh, helmets to hard hats before this.
1: This rings a bell. This name, Ron Barr.
3: Yeah, well, it's a, unfortunately, there's a million people named Ron Barr, including a famous uh, congressman, anyway, which I think is what the problem is. Uh-huh. Anyway, he uh, this is an employment agency, uh-huh. plain and simple. They charge more than Craigslist charges, even though they make it sound as though nobody's paying anything because it's a big public service. And it's a publicity stunt that was just – it just blew me away how effective it was. I mean, this was beyond the taco thing. I mean, it was on all the talk shows. It was on all the news shows. And I have two clips, one from the Today Show or Good Morning America, one of the two. Today Show. Going on and on about it. Play that.
6: Also coming up, this we're going to be talking about our hiring our heroes initiative is across all the platforms of NBC News, and we're telling Americans to consider, especially companies, to consider hiring our veterans, not just as an act of charity, but rather as an opportunity, because these guys are coming back with so many great skills. These guys and gals coming back with great skills that can bring grit to our country's uh, uh, businesses. Anyway, this grit? time we're going to meet some of these veterans. Come yeah, in
3: the
5: peace
6: grit we broadcasting from the Intrepid. Grits
3: good. You yeah, we need kill we, that. We need grit. And while they were reading that copy, they were showing, yeah. they were showing the stupidest clips of some woman in the army carefully examining somebody's the way they had their straps on and poking them and pulling them, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, well, this is really meaningful. And anyway, so then you go to the nightly news, which has got to be the number one of the top draws for you know total audience. Uh, you know, network news. Even sure, the sure. demos are terrible, yeah. but it's beside Old, the point. Hiring demo. our heroes—they got—they brought Tom
4: Brokaw back to talk. I'm about Tom Brokaw, and I think we should hire our heroes. And the deaths and the emotional stress of being in in military combat. And yet, uh, as I said tonight on Nightly News, you and I have both been over there, and we both know. You take an army sergeant major. They can do just about anything in the world, and they've been asked to over there. Why wouldn't you want them on your payroll? We would, and, and they are trained uh, to be highly motivated to manage uh, risk, to assess risk, to be mission-oriented, to work as a team. That doesn't automatically transfer into a lot of businesses in America. One of the banks hired a hot. Major, for example, stuck him in a cubicle, and after six months, they said, it's not working out. They said, of course not. This is a guy who's used to leading teams of people to specific missions. So there's adjustment on both sides that is required.
1: So is this the U.S. Chamber of Commerce who is uh, no, doing this? It, no, it
3: is a single company... It is a employment agency that came up with this name, and they had a good public relations uh, uh, operative push this stuff out there because it's so patriotic. There's nothing connected to anything else. I mean, there may what, be. What's the, what's the know, name
1: of the company? What's the name of the comp-
3: hiring our heroes dot? I think is dot org. Well, but it is a it is a uh, employment
1: agency. I'm, I just want to okay, hiring our heroes. Huh. Let me just see Google who it hiring is. hiring. Our heroes. I just want to see who it is. Board of directors. Let me just see who it is. Uh, but are they a nonprofit? Well, they,
3: the U.S. Chamber of Commerce had it came up with the name, but the hiring right. our heroes. I mean, this guy, this website is the thing that's interesting yeah, because I'm it's a, an it. employment agency. That's you know, I the, I haven't gotten the connection with the with the uh, they have the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has a hiring heroes thing that sponsored by Bank. Uh, uh, Bank One and some other things. But but it's the employment agency that's the interesting one because that's the one that comes up as the .org. And uh, it's just, and I believe they're the ones behind the publicity because it's too slick.
1: So I have their, uh, f- they are a, a 501C3 nonprofit organization. And I'm looking at their Form 990. Well, they only have their, this is their 2009, which is, uh, so they're behind... Well, that's very interesting. Uh, let me just see. I just go down to the main donors real quick. I know how to do this. I'm pretty good at it. Um, they get a lot of donations. Okay,
3: well, this the, the one I'm looking at actually is the HireAHero.org. Oh, okay. And that's also sponsored by UCLA Discover, <laughs> a- AXA Insurance, Andrews, uh, which is a, some sort of a company. I don't know. Let me see what they, who they are. No, it doesn't say. Oh, they're just Andrews International. They're actually looking for people. Uh, most of the they have a good job. Actually, the job listings in Hire a Hero. Are, well,
1: now let me let me just say one thing off the bat. Um, I would hire any if I had a job to to, to give out. I would definitely hire. Uh, yeah, but who's I, been what the I'm service. complaining
3: about is the exploitation here.
1: It's total exploitation. But but so but again, are these non? So this hire a are these uh is this also a non-profit
3: well it's a .org but that doesn't mean anything
1: no but i'm just going to take a look here let me see so they don't have any information about themselves oh yeah it is a 501c3 uh corporation uh but i don't see any financials that's always very dodgy when they don't have that on their on their website um
3: well, well, the, I think I don't know if I have a point to make. Well, well, I get for the, the fact, the, go to Craigslist if you're looking for a job. It's they don't charge as much to, to get the job, and there's no not a, there's not there's not some underlying uh, s- greasiness about the whole thing.
1: If you want to, uh, if you want to do some good, we have, uh, and this was something else that was on C-SPAN, which I watched uh, all of. You know, why don't we get rid of? The 60,000 numb who work at the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration. Um, it's 60,000, of which 10,000 are administrators. So you got 10,000 to manage the other 50,000. And they're a bunch of bumbling, bungling, numb knuckle idiots. I would much rather, you know, and, you know, and put them in, in, their, in their real uniform. I would much rather have military personnel who know how to do this and are consistent and actually do know how to treat human beings as human beings than the idiots not only who are working there but are running the joint. Did you catch any of this, uh, uh, of the committee on the TSA? Oh, on, I missed on C-SPAN? It. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well... You're, is there any new stuff that happened? It was uh... um, two interesting things. Uh, one about Viper Team, which I think is uh, interesting. Oh, yeah, but of cor- always. But of course, probably. we know that Micah. The last time um, you had some clips when we had a previous conversation, this was actually when John Pist- Pistol said, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, reorganize, make it better. It's all gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be great." Was,
3: and uh, Micah laid into him again. Oh yeah, listen
1: to this.
10: But instead, as this uh, committee. Report today reviews. We have a number of programs that are so far behind. Uh, one I'll, that I'd like to talk about is the TWIC program, trans, Transportation Worker Identification Card. It spent uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, it's, it's still in limbo. Um, some of the equipment that's been purchased uh, does not do the job. I know we can't talk about all of it here in this uh, open. Setting.
1: You remember that he he, uh, he couldn't talk about it, right? Because it doesn't work. It not, none of this stuff works. But he can't talk about that, and that's why he keeps alluding to it, which is funny.
10: But um, the deployment of expen- an acquisition of exp- expensive uh, equipment that's supposed to protect us, which wasn't properly t- uh, tested, vetted, and-, and the deployment could have probably been done better by. Uh, a high school um, <laughs> class project. Um, TSA has has had five administrators in nine years. We had a period under the Obama administration in which we had no administrator for uh, almost a year. It's difficult enough with an agency uh, like TSA or any other federal agency to operate with an administrator <laughs> in Washington, let alone not having an administrator for... Uh, that period of time. So let's get into the stuff that doesn't work and how the TSA tried to hide it. Uh, I have other concerns um, having f- monitored this as closely as anyone in Congress. Uh, we are still at risk. The nation is still at risk. Uh, unfortunately, even the uh, layered system, and TSA will talk to you about a layered system, uh, almost every layer is just uh, flawed. Uh, the behavior <laughs> detection, which I Worked with previous administrators to put in when we had equipment that didn't work. Uh, TSA again bought equipment that didn't work.
1: Uh, By the way, from the uh, former uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, boss, what's his name again, from uh, L3?
3: Uh, uh, uh,
1: Chertoff, oh. Chertoff, in a Chertoff, yes. So, Chert bought, off. bought all of the stuff from that guy. Inside
10: job. Didn't
1: work. Got yeah, inside stored in job. a warehouse. Uh, just following be.
10: that equipment, the puffers. Uh, and The puffers. Remember those, John? Yeah, he
3: brought that up the last time. He yeah. loves to write about the puffers. puffers yeah. I've had
10: my investigative staff follow that. Uh, they they have sat and uh, they sat and uh, we were paying rent on them on a vacant uh, I'm sorry, in a warehouse. This was before, of course, we brought
1: in uh, Abdul uh, Fareed Matalib. Remember, we had all that stuff sitting in the warehouse and we couldn't install it. It was nowhere to go. And then we had the underwear bomber. And then all of a sudden we had all this uh, advanced imaging technologies. And Micah's laying it out very nicely. I'm not going to play the rest of it because he just goes into how angry he is about it. Uh, but he does say... Uh, Nobody
3: Mr. pays any attention to this.
1: is really pathetic. Well, he asked the, the greatest question. What is the real, the only question that matters? And it wasn't even his question that came through Facebook. What is, the, what is the only question you want to ask of the TSA? If
3: you caught any criminals, that would be the question I'd ask.
10: And that was actually a question that was submitted by uh, one of the Floridians. We had an uh, open question uh, online that we allowed people. Uh, can you name uh, uh, any terrorists that you've actually stopped in the program? We're not aware of any
8: terrorists uh, transiting a checkpoint where BDOs were actively working.
10: (laughs) We're not
1: aware of any uh, terrorists uh, transiting the uh, BDOs. Uh, No. No, not a single terrorist you could name. Then we have Representative or Senator Cohen of um, Tennessee, and he asks a very good question. Let me ask you this. Today, for the first time, I was asked to take off my watch why why (laughs) why now john have you been asked to take off your watch at the tsa i have have you been asked to take off your watch
3: well i don't wear a watch but i've been asked to remove a a one sheet of paper that was in my (laughs) pocket
1: did you know that you don't even have to take off your watch
3: no i didn't know that really well, I've, I've been, well b- while I clearly
8: wasn't there with you. It's possible that the, our divest officer, the individual who's working to facilitate the travel of customers, uh, might have felt that it would alarm and that you might have had an easier experience by removing it. But uh, you're not required to remove your watch. Oh, well, really? Well, they made it to, like, everybody. It was very required.
1: He goes in. He's like, do I have to put my shoes on the belt, why can't I put them in the bin? And then the guy from the TSA says, no, you, don't, you, you couldn't put them in the bin. That's not a problem. Well, how come there's a sign in Tennessee that says you cannot put them in the bin? But like, Every place else makes you put them in the bin. This is, so this was a big point of what these guys were saying. And I thought, the except for that a-hole, that Democrat, I can't remember his name, um, old, uh, old black guy with a big head. Oh, that's Cummins, I think. Cummins, that's it. Yeah, he's always. Georgia. He's like, first of all. The guy
3: is a uh, a pathetic person for being a shill. Shill. It's it's absolutely sickening. Shill. Why do they keep voting him in?
1: I don't know. Now now we have, and this is the final one I'll play. um, Representative Blackburn, Congresswoman Blackburn, and she's, I think, from Tennessee. You remember last year they had the Viper team stopping trucks? Yeah. On the Tennessee roadway. Yeah, for no apparent reason. So I've, I've clipped out the whole intro where she says the only thing they were, they had asked for permission. It went to her office. They were supposed to be handing out flyers to make people aware. That's the only thing. They have no training as federal law enforcement. They have no search of uh, vehicle training. They have no authority. The only thing they could do was hand out flyers. But, of course, we know that's what they were doing. they were walking around, starting their stuff, you know, like, hey, I got a fake badge, you know, like I'm a hot shot. uh, Yeah, I'm a junior G.I. man. You know, I got it in the cereal box and she's got pictures and she nails this Christopher McLaughlin guy from the TSA on the Viper roadblocks. If
11: you look at uh, these posters, I'll call that one Exhibit A. And if you were watching the video of this transaction, you would see that this individual who is designated as a TSA employee is walking around and inspecting the truck. So if they were supposed to be handing out brochures, what were they doing inspecting the truck? And what type training do the TSOs and the BDOs receive to detect abnormalities or potential threats in semi-trucks? Mr. McLaughlin?
8: Moe Laughlin, <laughs> thank you. Uh, first, the exercise, or I should say, the Viper that you reference in uh, your state of Tennessee was. Uh, it, it's important to know it was a joint training exercise with twenty three different agencies. Can you even mention twenty three different agencies? Are you Holy kidding? Holy
1: crap, twenty three! I mean, how many are there? Doing what? And we're paying them? It's an exercise. Well, let's uh, continue to listen because, as it, it, it turns out, there was only one. Entity authorized.
3: There probably wasn't even twenty-three guys in that exercise, if I'm not mistaken. So how do you have twenty-three agencies? No,
1: there were a lot. There were a lot of guys there. There were a lot of you, people. You, were there that many? Twenty-three? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure there were. One mm. from one from each agency, apparently. But it, as it turns out, there was only one entity
8: that had the qualifications. That's the punchline, which you'll, you'll love at the end of this clip. Both federal, state, and local, where TSA was invited to participate. Um, and by all accounts, uh, Shut up. The, the two- or three-day exercise went off uh, very well. It was um, an important Shut opportunity up. for us to build relationships. Uh, to ensure that in the event of a real national security oh. uh, emergency, Shut we up. have the types of relationships in Sir, place. Sir, you're
11: using my time, uh, but I would just ask what <laughs> type up. training do they have you're, to actually do these inspections and to detect the abnormalities that would be there on our nation's highways because they have no federal law enforcement training, correct?
8: Dur- during this exercise, the officers did not conduct any screening of any vehicles, um, or, nor okay, let driver. me put
11: up... Um, uh, poster number two. <laughs> then, why did uh, they ask to open the top of this, uh, the, open this truck and look at this? Was there a specific threat? Tennessee highways on October twentieth, 2011, and was there any intelligence suggesting that a suspected terrorist may be driving a semi-truck across Tennessee, and uh, were there specific threats that were deterred by conducting this operation?
8: Well, I can't talk about threats that might have been deterred, I can tell you again that this was a training exercise, uh, not an exercise based on active intelligence in the state,
11: Okay. Okay, here it comes. Mr. Sadler, do you have anything to add to that?
8: I don't know. No, ma'am. No.
11: You don't? No. Well, uh, there again, I want to go back to this question. What kind of specific training do they have to be on the nation's highways conducting these kind of searches?
1: Now, of all of these uh, 23 agencies, John, who do you think was actually had the uh, credentials to do this type of search? You just...
3: uh, I, I would either be—I would think maybe the FBI or oh,
1: perhaps no, the local no. police. Oh man, it's so much better than that.
8: TSOs and BDOS do not receive specific training with regard to screening vehicles in the highway mode of transportation. Okay. The canine team that I believe <laughs> that I see up there, although it's from a distance, appears to be a multimodal dog that is trained.
1: It's a multimodal dog. He's trained the dog. A- one dog, the, is, dog is the leader. The dog,
7: take me to your leader. Woof, 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 woof.
8: In, in that mode That's of transportation. Uh, yeah, that mode of transportation. So, even
11: though our word.
8: Well, oh, she just goes on. So, the dog, it looks like we have a multimodal
1: dog there. I got to get me one of those. Is that a full bred multimodal dog? Arf. What does that even mean? Uh, Mul- multimodal.
3: She can smell more than one thing.
1: And you know, these dogs are trained to lie. Yes, we know that for a fact. It's fact because they, they'll uh, lay on
3: you know you give them a little signal and say yeah yeah there's drugs it? in here yeah you can bust it
1: open yeah like they did with yeah, Miss Mickey. Yeah, the dogs and me. are
3: trained to lie. <laughs> we've, just, we've discussed this and, and shown yeah. evidence, and people have talked about. This, I've but, had this happen
1: when we when we when we were driving from California to to Austin, and the dog almost jumped through Miss Mickey's window. You got drugs, you know. Hey son, you know that drugs marijuana is not legal in the state of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, we got to search your car. And the, the dog said so. The, the dog said so. The dog. I mean, it, hey, your dog sucks, dude. Your dog doesn't know shit. He didn't get anything. There was nothing. And yeah. I and I haven't been near weed for three years. He so couldn't even. There's nothing. It was completely bogus. The dog was trained to lie. And I think they just looked at Mickey and went.
8: <laughs> well,
3: yeah, we Let's got to look at yeah, her. It's a, it's a time killer. <laughs> what else we got are you gonna the, do? We got to strip search you, lady.
1: Well, you know, I told you she had to pee there, right? She had no. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Maybe I did. She had it. to pee in the cell. I had to pee in the cell. And, yeah, and they had cameras on her the whole time.
3: Really? Well, of course. Well, they, these guys are a bunch
1: of perverts. They Let's thought, they thought she might be, you know, dumping the drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's so innocent. You know, she, like, uh, she didn't did even think did, about that. Well, most Americans
3: would put up with all I'm craps, like maybe. Well, if,
1: if she was an American citizen, I wouldn't have put up with it. But, you know, I, I, she has no rights. So I
3: I went to, uh, while you're listening to C-SPAN, I'm watching C-SPAN, but I'm watching some of the crap that they show. And so I I got this clip of a classic congressional vote. Now, there was a big deal, something, you know, it was one of those amendments to some bill, and the guy, yeah, you guys, no, we can't do a voice vote. We have to vote. We have to vote on this. Does anybody agree? We must second them. We got to vote. We must vote. So everyone gets their name on there, right? Yeah. So here's the results of the
9: vote this vote the yeas are zero and the nays are 414 the amendment is not adopted
3: <laughs> zero the guy didn't even vote himself <laughs> <laughs> the guy who Mulvaney it's Mulvaney from South Carolina why do you keep voting this guy in demands this vote he doesn't himself even vote yes <laughs> it should have been 400 and against one it was none what is
1: this stuff man what is wrong with these people how you know I gotta run. I gotta run. I can. I can do this so much better. And do I? Ha- Let me ask you a question, John. As a, a constitutional scholar, if I if I uh, run for Congress, and maybe I should run for Senate. I don't know, but Congress seems a little bit easier because um, there's more chance, more chance of getting in. Um, do, I don't have to, I don't have to be in Washington all the time, do I? No, of course not.
3: But you, but you have to be there. You don't have, in fact, you don't have to vote on everything. You don't have to vote at all. But uh, they, they do hold it against you if, you if the next guy
1: comes. He never's there. He never votes. Well, could I do any good? I mean, would it, would it be any? Would it do any good if I was in there? Besides showing be good that Good for the show. <laughs> yeah, Good point. <laughs> Coming to you from the Capitol. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, I like I, to watch the very slow, the very slow corruption of Adam Curry. Oh please! Start, all of a sudden, you started becoming one of them. Oh really?
1: I it don't could think happen. So. It happens. No. To all these
3: guys. Nah. Look at Fr- L. Franken. The guy takes himself so seriously That's now. It's bad. ridiculous. Yeah. He used to be joking
1: around, say cute things.
3: Now it's yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but don't you basically just take a whole bunch of meetings with your constituents and then try and help, help them out? Isn't that kind of the deal? And then yeah, just,
3: there's a lot of that, and that's probably the good part.
1: Yeah, but I'll just do the meetings here. But you have a lot.
3: You should have the meetings where you you, you should be in the. I think people, these guys, should be at home more often so they can find out what's going on locally. What being in Washington D.C. is a terrible bubble. I mean, it's it's creepy. I mean, when you when you visit Washington, D.C., yeah. which I recommend people do. And by the way, the National Gallery is outstanding. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you go to the uh, Washington and the Smithsonian is fun. But you go to Washington, D.C. and you start to get the sense that this is the entire thing is a nonproductive black hole. There's nothing manufactured or done there. It's just a, and it's weird. It starts to it starts to make you, you know, you start to have ticks after you're there a few days,
1: I, I well, can't I'd, stay there. for That's more good because I'd go in having the tick. So that's, yeah, that's just, good. Well, who knows how you'd come out? <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I could make a difference, I'd do it. But I don't. I don't know if I don't know if it if would be any good. It, it, at least we could eliminate one idiot. And if, how hey, many? Well, that that would do something. That's good. a start, right? That yeah. that would be my ticket. Whoever that whoever's one in idiot,
3: the, put in an, another one. Yeah,
1: yeah, just remove one idiot and get a fresh, a fresh idiot in there. Look, I already yeah. got ticks. <laughs> look at me. I'm interesting to look at. That's why you should vote for me. And yeah, I'll be. You here. have a malefluous voice. Yeah, and I can I can do my surfer dude uh, when I do uh, my five minutes. Yeah, it's like,
3: I'll hey man,
1: we don't want the NDAA man. <laughs> it's not you can't be drone and citizens. I I, I could probably cause a ruckus.
3: Yeah, you'd probably get uh, uh, censored. They -hmm. wouldn't call on you. They
1: they have their way. Speaking of idiots, um, there's three idiots I have in a row here that I'd like to play. You know all of them by name. The first one would be uh, Joe Biden, uh, who was doing a speech about, uh, I forget where he was, some company I'm sure that's getting money from the government. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's like, oh, this is great, these American companies, this is where the jobs are, blah-dee, 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 blah de blah uh, blah de blah And then he thanks Terry and, the, uh, and some other guy, Dr. Paper. And uh, here's how it came out of his pie hole.
4: What the companies need. And it's all over the country, said, from Tennessee to North Carolina to Michigan, Ohio, New Hampshire. And it's working. So let me say it again. Thank you, uh, Terry, and thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, Dr. Paper.
1: <laughs> I want to thank the Hamburglar. <laughs> I want to thank Ronald McDonald and Dr. Pepper. And the, and the audience is snickering. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Pepper. I mean, Dr. Paper. That's all the guy's thinking. I was like, I wish I had a Dr. Pepper right now. I can't believe I'm standing here doing this crap. Uh then we had the uh, and you saw virtually none of this i and in fact, it took me a while to find some video clips. We had the nuclear security summit in uh, seoul korea and uh, what a puppet show man wow 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 very uh, i watched the korean did this uh, on e on the uh, e u dot int um they have uh, it was a Korean coverage, actually. And I finally was able to find one with the uh, original soundtrack because you got a lot of overdubs from the Koreans reporting on it. Um, and it was really it was quite hilarious. I mean, the only thing the only thing we saw in America was the open mic gaffe that the president made where he said to uh, Dmitry Medvedev. He said, uh, hey, man, you know, like uh, I can hook you all up. You know, I can, I can score good for you after these elections. But I got to like suck up to everybody right now. And then Medvedev says, you know, hey, man, so I'll, I'll pass it on to Vladi. No problem, brother. So that's all there. That's the only thing we saw. And no analysis of it, by the way.
3: Just yeah, like there doesn't need to be. He, he, does, he,
1: he does these. These things are scripted. Totally scripted. Totally scripted. Because then you don't listen to what he actually said. And, you know, did you know that our president is an expert on uh, nuclear arms? No, I had yeah. no idea. He's
3: probably a tech expert too. So probably I mean, I want Twitterer. you to listen He's a to the Twitter user.
1: <laughs> Only when it says "bo" is it his actual tweet. Otherwise, it's the team. So I want you to listen to this about 50 seconds, and just imagine Colin Powell holding up a little vial,
9: nuclear materials, and in some cases, getting rid of these materials entirely, and as a result. More of the world's nuclear materials will never fall into the hands of terrorists who would gladly use them against us.
1: That's yeah, ter- good. just so you know, terrorists would gladly, these materials gladly, gladly. Hey, I just found some nuclear materials. What would nuclear materials be, John? Is that a bomb or is that just some, some uh, uranium? uranium or it could be plutonium? Now, if you, if we just found some uranium lying around be like, Hey John, I got some uranium. These yeah. nuclear materials, it, it, this does not a bomb maketh overnight, okay? It's, apparently it's not that simple to make a bomb, but terrorists, if they found these nuclear materials, would gladly use it against us. Let's hear more.
9: Of course, what's also undeniable, undeniable, uh, is undeniable. that the threat remains. It remains. Uh, there are still too many
1: bad actors on CSI. That's right. We agree there are too many bad actors on television. Especially on NBC. Yes, NBC is the worst actors.
9: Uh, in search of these dangerous materials. Materials. These dangerous materials are still vulnerable in too many places. It would not take much. Ah. Just a handful.
1: D- John, just a handful of nuclear materials, and we're all going to die.
9: Or so. Or so. Of, these materials to Material. kill hundreds of thousands of innocent people Woo-hoo! and that's not an exaggeration that's the reality that we face it's a fact uh, and that's why uh, what's required <laughs> continues to be a serious and sustained effort uh, and why i'm so uh, encouraged by the excellent participation today which is again a testimony to president lee's
1: right now that is i mean you just got to think because they're sitting in that big circle and they're getting a little delay because they all get their uh, their their headphones on They just gotta be going like, what an idiot. What an incredible douche. It makes no sense to say these things. A hand just a handful, a handful of nuclear materials kills hundreds of thousands of people. It's just not true.
3: I have no idea what he's
1: talking about. Then we have Ben Bernanke. And (laughs) Ben Bernanke was on, this will wind up my elites are douchebags segment, Um, getting a real blowjob from Diane Sawyer on the compromised ABC News, as of course uh, he basically helped uh, the value of our gold coins we received today go up by alluding to another inflection, infusion of cash in QE3. And uh, he is the guy who steered us through he, he shepherded us through the stormy waters of the financial precipice crisis in 2008. And there's the couch that he slept on. I, I swear to God, this was in this whole piece. This is the famous couch. Yes, that's the couch. I didn't, I didn't leave this office because we were about to all die. And I saved the universe.
3: going to create a, a museum with the couch in it? I
1: hope so. For me to poop on.
5: You were man of the year.
1: said you were the most
5: powerful nerd uh. in America. <laughs> Did you take offense at that? I,
4: I'm very proud of my nerddom. <laughs> uh, like the world needs more nerds. Nerds, nerds uh, you know, uh, create jobs and uh, advance science and, I hope, make good economic policy. But uh, that remains to be seen.
1: What an insult to nerds of the universe! You're not a nerd, Ben Bernanke. You're a turd. Okay, what an insult! I'm a nerd. I'm an excellent nerd. Yes, I'm a nerd. And uh, I hope I make good economic policy decisions. You're a thief.
3: Diane Sawyer just seems to uh, (laughs) get
1: worse and worse. I think she was hammered again. So, uh, that's, you know, and and the elites love this. You know, for Diane Sawyer to come to his office, you know. (sighs) And have you well, ever he's noticed- definitely a
3: publicity hound. That's oh, what yeah. I should call him. I mean, have you, have, I've never seen a guy this often that's been in that position.
1: Have you ever noticed when he's when he's talking, his mouth quivers?
3: Yeah, he he shakes. And the first time I saw him, he also has a very, uh, he doesn't, you know, he needs to drink more water. I think he's dehydrated.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh, that's not good. You know what happens when you get dehydrated? Before you know it, you're running around naked in San Diego with your, your schlong hanging out, pounding the pavement. As it were. That would be funny, by the way, if Bernanke did that. That would be a video I'd like to see on YouTube. <laughs> so, um, I got this interesting note um, from uh, one of our producers who has asked me to keep his uh, identity anonymous. and I'd like to read this to you. Because um, we, we think this Iran thing is about oil. And he's, uh, I think he's in the... I don't want to say where he's from. I'll just read his note. Hey, Adam, I have to start by saying you cannot quote me on this. <laughs> okay.
3: Oh, Gal, there you have it. Well, you're not quoting him. You're reading
1: an anonymous note. That's right. So I, I think that's legal. I'm at the UK Info Crime Summit. This is the kind of people we have in our audience. Yeah. I love this. I, whenever I hear like someone on the inside, I love it. We just had a presentation from a guy called David Shore from Pfizer, and he was presenting about counterfeit medicines.
3: Oh, yeah, this is a horrible problem.
1: You have no idea. He introduced himself as having worked in security, quote, for the U.K. government before joining Pfizer and described himself as a, quote, bombs and bullets guy. You just imagine I'm a bombs and bullets guy working for Pfizer now. Uh, He said he made this very same presentation to Congress in 2006. Uh, The talk was heavy on the people are dying rhetoric. Initially, lots of pictures of drug labs, but soon became entirely about drugs with active ingredients that are made just to look like brand name drugs. So this, of course, is the generics issue where you can get the nuclear materials you need to make these drugs. But of course, you can't really make a little purple pill and put you know, a Viagra on it and say it's Viagra, but it's happening. Uh, he, uh, our inside source tried to get a copy of his slide presentation, but they called the charter house rules over the whole event. What is the, what are the charter house rules? Do you know what that is?
3: Oh, I haven't got a clue. Are
1: you, what are you doing? Are you just walking away?
3: No, I had to go to the other computer to pick up a file that I need to read. Okay. Let me just see. Um, Charterhouse
1: rules. I,
3: I, I don't know. Uh, let, me, let me look it up in the book okay, of knowledge. It's, it's Maybe some, it refers something to something
1: secret, something secret. Um, the most interesting... And- oh, you
3: know what, it probably, I bet you it has to do with this, some secrecy thing with these meetings they don't have, uh... Here, what exactly are charter house rules? So I guess it goes around, and it's apparently, this is something that t- takes place in Europe.
1: Uh, best answer, I... Means, I've- uh, first rule about, of fight club is you don't talk about fight club, Yeah, not t- yeah. charter house rules.
3: All right. It's, doesn't, there's really no known, uh, Carthusian monasteries are known for charter houses, uh, no. All right. Well, here free we go. Free talking time. Here we go. The oh, I mo- got it. Free talking time. Maybe, when you're doing free talking, free, you know, you're yakking away. Mm-hmm. You can't. Oh, it's like can't. like Bilderberg. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You have to be. Just say. Like, it. A lot of these clubs, you're not supposed to t- right. say what happened. Just say it's like that-
1: Bilderberg. I got it. Okay. The most interesting and relevant point came out of all this that Iran. Is currently seen as the largest source of counterfeit drugs. Viagra specifically was used as an exa- as an example, with Iran being responsible for buying the most amount of sildenafil. Sildenafil was that the active ingredient? I don't know sildenafil citrate. Last year they bought twenty two thousand citrate. By the way, citrate. citrate. Last year they bought twenty two thousand kilos. Apparently, the Viagra that can be made from that is worth 140,000 euros per kilo. Do you think that's enough to go to war over? I say yeah.
3: Oh, so the so the thesis here, it's not about is oil. This is the drug company. It's the drug company. They don't because I like it. It's the, really this is kind of crackpotty, but it's it's funny.
1: Well, do the calculation. 140,000 euros per kilo times 22,000 kilos.
3: Well, do I have to bring up my calculator? Do you, don't do you have your abacus? <laughs> the abacus is uh, downstairs is a, in, in a frame as decoration.
1: Yeah, but I like the whole idea of you just on an abacus. I, so I'll we have 140, I 140 the 1, 2, 3. The wait, I'm going I'm to do it in dollars. 140,000 140, euros times 1.33, if you can believe it. That's uh, 186,200 times 2... Twenty two thousand is I mean how many zeros is that? One, two, three, one, two, three, one. It's uh over four billion dollars. Well, that's peanuts compared to the oil income. Or is it forty billion? Hold on. Well you one, must it
3: must two, you must three, be wrong. Give me the numbers again. I've got my calculator.
1: Okay. Hundred and forty thousand euros per kilo.
3: Okay, wait, hundred and forty thousand. Euros
1: per kilo. Okay. Yeah. Times one point three three to get into dollars. Uh. Well, I'm gonna skip that part. Okay. Go on. And so it's twenty two thousand kilos.
3: Times twenty two one two three,
1: and that would be one. There's one it's like break. Four billion or forty billion? I think it's four. One. 2, No one. Three. One. Two. Th- I think it's four billion. Ah. No. No way so. wrong.
3: It's three hundred eight one two three one two three four No, it's three hundred. It looks more like three trillion. There you go.
1: <laughs> there you go.
3: Well let me get the zeros here. One,
1: two. Yeah. Three Less trillion like, dollars.
3: I I can, three trillion uh um Euros.
1: Euros. <laughs> Which <laughs> is it like could
3: be three billion. Hold on a second, let me look again. I I
1: I th- I still think I think I'm better. <laughs> Uh, does, that, does anyone... Uh, no, I think it's... It's a billion. It's three billion. It's, $3 it's not billion. much. No, but that's only Viagra. Remember, we've got all these other things, you know, so... Well, it does explain why the... Uh, why the Pfizer guy is there.
3: Yeah, it explains why the Pfizer guy is there.
1: And it explains wow. why they're always saying, hey, these guys, they're, you know, they're giving Viagra to their, uh, to their army so they can rape civilians. That may be the reason why that's always in there. It actually may have been taking place. Right. It might <laughs> actually be them. happening.
3: Maybe we were wrong all along about the Viagra scam. They were just... Because they make so much of it. They were just bombing them.
1: With <laughs> it. It's like just put it in your cereal. Wow. That's interesting, yeah, it's though, isn't billion. it? It's $3 billion. It's not that much. Yeah, it's almost $4 billion. It's like It's like $4 billion. Yeah, it's $3 billion euros. But I, that, but I, that,
3: I've gone over to the euro.
1: But that's that. just Viagra. Then we have Cialis. I'm sure that's another equal amount. We have... Uh, you know, what do we have? We've got Lipitor. We've got all this groovy stuff. I'm sure they're making a ton of it. Yeah, and probably in pretty good facilities. They, you know, they're not... You that's, know. That, you know, that's the thing they keep showing. You know, those, those satellite pictures. This is the new thing. We show satellite pictures. Oh, this is the underground bunker. They're not making bombs there. They're making Viagra.
3: And they're too embarrassed to to admit it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's make it about nuclear a weapons. total violation of all the. That, no wonder they, they, they're in violation of all the international copyright drug laws and patent laws. And that's what ACT is all about.
1: It makes a lot of sense.
3: This I'm, is a very unusual uh, interpretation of anything. I like I it. G- though. G- 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 kudos to our intelligence guy. Yeah.
1: That's real intelligence for you, by the way. I liked it. Huh.
3: Well, there hasn't been any mention of that in the media.
1: <laughs> no, they should. Uh, we did get um, <clears throat> some good pointers to, or the just a kind of a callback to the the phony Coney video, and uh, you know all the black hats, the black hat SEO guys are talking about this now. Um, they did the investigation on the Coney 2012 video, and it is very clear that they used a YouTube bot. To create thirty million mobile views on day one of this so-called viral video, and of course, when you get thirty thousand mobile views, then you go to thirty thousand or thirty, 30 million. million. I'm sorry, thirty million. Then you go to the uh, not you, good with numbers today. Yeah, me neither. Thirty million. So they they literally have it on. Uh, I think it was March fifth. Got figures. Yeah.
3: Now so you they said they it. Phoney up the numbers right away. That yeah. gets everyone's attention. So they all have to watch it, or at least part of it. Yep. And then you go and then you add you do probably they probably did get a legitimate five, ten, ten from Facebook. I'll, I'll buy that. OK, they may have gotten ten total from Facebook and maybe
1: another five. You can't get that many views. Mobile I views, mean, mobile views, by the way, which is not like a viral thing yet. Right. There's no like mega no, sharing. On mobile. A, it's a fraud.
3: It's a scam. So listen, I, as soon as I saw those early numbers, I said, there's no way nobody gets these kinds of the talking cat. Can't get those kinds of numbers, and everybody wants to
1: see a talking cat. <laughs> Let's face it, talking cats are great. Uh, the uploader was able to generate almost 30 million mobile views, which front-paged the video. This is all the black hat talk here. But you may have also noticed, on many uh, big video accounts, like Sexfill, Tabuscus, Ray William Johnson, etc., many people started commenting with only Coney 2012 in their messages. This was also... Uh, the work of the YouTube botch, which allows for mass commenting, which helped raise awareness in its own right. So it was a total bot uh, bot attack, or botted, as you would say. And uh, we have a new guy <clears throat> to look out for. His name is Ken Sunshine. Have you heard of this guy? I'm going to. <clears throat> This is um, Sunshine Sacks Associates. And uh, he is a self described former community activist, Obama event organizer, and New York Democrat, quote, who specializes in representing labor unions, environmental groups, and celebrities.
3: Well, look at this character. You see pictures of him? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He uh, is the mouthpiece or spokeshole for Barbara Streisand, Leo DiCaprio, Justin Timberlake, Ben Affleck. They also represent the SEIU, Transport, Transport Workers Union. This is the guy, and we won't forget his name, because who the hell's name is Ken Sunshine? <clears throat> That's an easy one he to started remember. started working for ASCAP. Oh, yeah. Oh, he moved
3: yeah. into politics. Chief of Staff for David Dinkins, the worst mayor in the history of New York. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he he had him there, didn't he?
3: Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Barbara Streisand, Affleck. He's got a picture of him here with Affleck and DiCaprio. He just looks like an alien, this guy. Looks, yeah. He looks alien. He looks like a. He,
1: he may be a gray.
3: <laughs> might be. <It> looked, <laughs> you, you would get me closer to being convinced that any of it's not a bunch of crap with this guy.
1: Isn't that outrageous, though? I love it. He's got a very
3: short, short, obviously, he's massaged, stream, for considering his, his power. An extremely small Wikipedia entry.
1: Well, this is not exactly Which what these guys do. suspicious. Yeah, they, they have all that stuff deleted. Go to the history and see how much has been deleted. I bet you tons. Or Better yet, why don't our No Agenda producers go there and help him out with his Wikipedia page? Help him out. Yeah, put some entries oh, in there.
3: Just like, on it. 24-7. As soon as something shows up, they erase it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll know, right? Then we'll know that he, the guy is really good and he's really doing his job.
0: I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all
4: the people who could do that.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be fab.
4: Yeah, on No Agenda. Huh,
1: huh. In the morning. I'd like to start by saying that uh, we have not, uh, we are not yet capable of receiving con- shipping containers. <laughs> Yes. The, don't start sending. Don't them. send them yet, uh, 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 <laughs> Steve and The uh, Steve the architect here in Austin. Um, if you want to, see, I, he's. I'm. I'm allowed to tell you his firm's name, although he's doing it as on his own ticket. He's, uh, he's. offered to help us, Studio Eight Architects. Take a look at those guys, and you'll see that this is like a real firm. And um, he's he's pretty serious about it. And what about
3: the? Have you talked to him about the shipping containers? Well,
1: first of all, I had to talk to Mickey about it. She loves the idea. She loves it. Well, it's I mean, very,
3: very green.
1: It's extremely green. Um, the uh, it's it's fascinating. We've really we've done a deep dive into shipping containers. For those of you who missed the previous program, uh, we're thinking about creating the curry Dvorak Hay Citizen Library, which would be located in Austin and it would be built out of shipping containers. Uh, which is uh, uh, green and uh, apparently affordable or more affordable than a lot of other materials and kind of simple to construct. And, um, and we'd like the containers to be donated, but don't send them just yet. Uh, How we, many
3: of our listeners actually have access to I surplus think, shipping containers? All
1: right, well, let's let's do a test. If you have access to a shipping container you think you can send us, sh- shoot me an email. Let me know. I bet you a lot. I, do, I bet you not a lot. <clears throat> well, then we have a problem, Houston.
3: Well, I'm just saying. You can also buy them, you know. They have piles of them in Alameda. Yeah, with what? Well, that's a problem.
1: Okay. But they're cheap. 1600 bucks is kind of the going rate for a...
3: I think you can get them cheaper than mm, that. That just seems like the going
1: rate for suckers. Um, But anyway... Uh, the influx of information we've received from people who are so into the, and, and we just to reiterate, we really will open this up and we will, and you can come by and you can hang out and you can be in the library and you can't, and you can, yeah. you can
3: read a book. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's a
3: library. It's a library
1: it's a, Hey, how you doing? And we'll
3: have a computer terminal
1: in there, but if you want to come and cook, you can cook and Ubuntu. do. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be open source all the way. Anyway. Um, do we have some people? Yeah, we, I think we have a list here of some people to thank for. Yeah, who I want or-
3: to thank a few people for contributing to this show, number 395 at dvorak.orgslash NA Potter Geek Media uh, in S- Cinnaminson. Wow. Cinnamon Cinnamonson uh, in New Jersey. $129. Uh, read on the March 29th show. Okay, that's what we're doing. In the morning, M O U R I N I N G, John and Adam. It's Sean Paladino from Jersey. The Taco Bell worker. Oh, yeah. Potter Geek Media is my PayPal business account. So just so you know, first off, I love his show and it's the best podcast in the universe. And I thought it'd be one of the first to get in on the 129 donation bandwagon. But every time I donate in the past year, I've been made fun of. You made fun of my town name, my last name, my employment at Taco Bell and the fact that I have a girlfriend. I don't think that. Well, He's would, dreaming would you, this. Would
1: you stop making fun of him, John?
3: I have never said anything. I don't even remember the Taco Bell.
1: I worked at a Taco Bell, I might add. I've eaten at a Taco Bell. Yeah, well, i worked the, there, and you, so I'd be... You, wait, but they had Taco Bells when you were at... Mm. In college? Yes, yeah. they did.
3: Really? I think I deserve some respect, considering I've donated $385 to the pension, when half of your listeners haven't donated one penny. Yeah, that's true. As a Taco Bell slave, no doubt could i get an empathy um, empathy birthday karma with a hay citizen also do we have an empathy anything
1: i don't know what that is okay
3: just play the uh, karma hay citizen uh, and a birthday you, we'll get you the birthday thing you're on, you're on the list and would i ever like to offer a suggestion with the most expensive domain ever noagenda.bs which will be forwarded to NoAgendashow.com. It costs about 500 bucks. Perfect for the best. But I don't think no, so. No, no,
1: no, no. Just send us the $500. Please don't have, we, we
3: need, we got bills. We got IRS. Yeah. We got problems.
1: <laughs> we need, we got containers to buy. All right, here you go, man. So, well, look, we never laugh. You got a job. You're just getting by. You live in the American dream. You're supporting our value for value model. If, uh, if it was, uh, if you felt we were laughing at you, you're wrong. We're laughing wrong. with you. I wake up every morning and thank my lucky charms that we have people like you listening to the program, my friend.
9: Hey, citizen.
6: You've got karma.
1: And you're right, everyone else out there, the the ninety eight point five. Taco Bell percent, for God's sake. Yeah. The other yeah. The guy's working at Taco Bell and he's donated three eighty five in the past, and he's in on the 129-er, and you have not donated.
3: David Jackson, Mississippi? David Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> David from Jackson, Mississippi, under eleven dollars and eleven cents. We haven't seen that for a while. Wasn't sure how to send a note with my recurring PayPal subscription, but I hope this reaches you in time for Thursday show. It's a true honor to finally have a seat at the round table. Things are pretty good these days, so I don't need any karma. All I want to hear is is John say, "Dude, dude," <laughs> that's and a exactly, good, oh, that's exactly that's that's the right. way I say yeah. it. Dude, <laughs> and a good old in the morning jingle, which we And he's the one that was complaining and we were bringing it back. So there we go. Thanks, David. Uh, William Ashby, Mobile or Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, 111 Please give me a karma shot. I'm having two level fusion in my back on March 30th and we'll need it. Also give Ron Paul some delegate karma, less wars and more personal freedom. would be a nice change of pace in the country. And Ron Paul's the only guy carrying the message as only he can. And, long as, and we can, too, he says. Absolutely. Well,
1: we'll be thinking of you tomorrow, buddy. Here's your double infusion karma.
6: You've got karma.
1: Two-level fusion. Ugh. Someone in, the, uh, in
3: uniform, apparently, Michael uh, Staduhar. I don't have a note from him. I can look around. $101.01. Uh, One it's a binary That's, a, a donation.
1: Staduhar. It's a do binary think? donation. One hundred one hundred one. yes,
3: yeah, not only that, but a palindrome. Yep. Uh, Adam Rednauer, or Rednauer, 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 don't know. Kettering, Ohio, $100, you could use a heap of karma.
6: You've got karma.
1: By the way, it's mobile. Mobile. You should know that. Well, I,
3: I always call it mobile.
1: Well, that's quite wrong.
3: Mobile, yeah, it is mobile. I ca yeah. Nicholas, I'm, I'm thinking Dutch names all the time. It's screwing me up. Nicholas Stowe in, whoa, Austin, Texas, $100. Donation number two toward knighthood. you can wave to him out the window? Hey, Griffin, Mr. Nick. Griffin uh, Hilton Head Island, which is a great place in South Carolina, $71.01. Uh, pronounced mine Okay, so it's not meine It's mine Okay. Well, there's no E in the, after the end. Sorry. So uh, Griffin Meinke, I need some job interview karma, please, and uh, keep going on the best podcast in the universe.
6: You've got karma,
3: Sir Sam Leung or Lung or Lung, depending on what part of China you're from. And even though he's in Toronto, Ontario, so he pronounces it probably Lung or Lung. Uh, 6969, there it goes. He's keeping up. Good old Sam is keeping the pace going here with the 6969, which has not stopped for a couple months now. Forgot to attach a note to my donation. Please give some karma to Eric the Shill. He knows why.
6: You've got karma.
3: Dominic Myers, Cambridge, Mass. Or no, Cambridge, UK. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Can I get some calm, exam karma for Friday? Also, karma for my three human resources and my smoking hot misses.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
6: smoking hot,
1: Mrs. Karma.
6: You've got
1: karma. <laughs> hey, the Dustin, 69ers are doing good. Yeah, we got another one,
3: Dustin Copepass in Homer, Illinois, which is like well, he's a Homer. Now he's he is a Homer. He lives in Homer. Uh, sixty nine, sixty nine. Dwayne Melanson, sir, sir Melanson, to you. And uh, Oregon, where Winnie the Pooh lives. sixty nine sixty nine. Dwayne 69. is like a patron man. He's been on. He's been with us. He's for been. A long time. He's been on a roll. Yeah. I have to say. And I like saying Tiggard.
8: Yeah.
3: Mark Ranson in Crook Durham. It sounds like a British town. Sixty nine, sixty nine. He's in Derby actually. Um. Mark Ransom here like the musician but with an A. Okay. Donating for the second time since I started listening. I'm uh, aiming slowly towards the nighthood. Love the show. It got me through the day as a professional army slave trainer, game designer.
1: You don't know who I Mark get... you don't know who Mark Ronson is, do you?
3: Who is he? <laughs> is he a famous game
1: designer? No, he's like the musician, Mark Ronson. You don't know Mark Ronson? No, I don't keep up with this. I listen to classical music. Well, next time you do an interview, instead of saying, like, I like those Green Day boys, just say, Mark Ronson kicks ass, okay? To- if Mark
3: Ronson kicks ass. You can use that as a ringtone. Uh, I'll check him out tonight. <laughs> and I'll put I'll push the Green Day guys aside. They're also passe. <laughs> can I also call out Chris Novak as a douchebag? Douchebag. He's going to, has already called me out as one. Oh, he called him out. That's funny. And a big douchebag for Luke Shardlow, who still has not donated. Douchebag. We speak about the show all the time at work. And if you have one spare, I I can Can I get a milf for my smoking hot girlfriend, Kimberly Ray. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe.
0: Milf. That's one mother I'd like to.
3: Okay. And oops, another 69.69 from KJ, which is a great name. KJ. K.J. Uh, Nowak, or Nowak, Nowak, in Derbyshire, Derby, U.K., a lot of U.K. 69ers today. In the morning, John and Adam, can I get a shot of super slide whistle karma for me and my girlfriend's Wednesday's interview? We need to change our current jobs ASAP, and I'm hoping that your karma magic can help here, might. Also, I want to call my colleagues Mark <laughs> Ranson, M- Luke Shard- Shardlow, and Robin Bedella's douchebags. Douchebags.
1: But we had to pull ransom. Yeah, we got to pull cause... ransom back. We got to deduce
6: him. Yeah, all on him in-
5: <laughs> <laughs> You've been deduced.
3: Sorry. Uh, anybody wanted a double douchebag for Rob? That's okay. We gave him one before for Mark. Yeah, brother. You guys, why don't you guys get a room? Uh, he prefers to waste his life on playing. Wow. Somehow he thinks that wearing princess dress and shiny tiara while saving imaginary worlds is better for him than listening. <laughs> To an eye-opening <laughs> best podcast in the universe, I love the show, and I hope that all listeners who want to hear John and Adam and John and Adam on the Joe Rogan Show will donate f- for your airplane ticket, so you don't have any excuse not to show up there. It'd be a great promotion, and Milf for his wife. All right, Milf and Karma coming.
0: Milf, that's one mother I like. You got Karma. You <laughs> wanted
6: the
3: slide whistle in there. Yeah, you got it. And also and we did a mailing this week which by the way I want to mention anybody go to your email box and read the mail because in there's a link to the chicken recipe.
1: Oh right, the, uh, the John's famous chicken recipe and I it's, it's a throwaway recipe, it's an
3: easy thing to do. It's one of the greatest little recipes. I got the recipe and they're very simple. It's, it's a way that when you don't have a lot of time to cook, it's a perfect thing to do. 40
1: minutes and you're done. Start yeah, to finish. Yeah, you're not
3: doing anything. You just Put it in there and you put it in the oven for 40 minutes. And, and can your- I
1: just say, yesterday I made the uh, John C. Dvorak sweet potatoes. And, oh. And Miss Mickey asked me specifically to thank you again for your awesome recipe. It's a winner. It is. That, put that in, put that in the news- next, news- next, next newsletter. Next newsletter. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> anyway, I put a birthday, my birthday's coming up on April 5th with this next Thursday's show. I'm officially 60. And so I put in a possibility of a $60 donation, and the following great listeners sent in $60. John Haller in Missoula, Montana, Nigel Ewan in Columbus, Ohio, Davin Desborough in So these Amherst. are
1: these are all birthday presents. These are early birthday presents.
3: Yeah, these are early birthday presents. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, I'll put it on the main page, too, for people who just want to go to Dvorak.org slash NA and they don't want to open their email. Uh, Lai Chow in Daly City. Hey, Lai I can see her from here. Oleg Racatini in Richmond Hill, Ontario. Sir Oleg, Oleg, I should mention. And Tony Forte in uh, Raymore, Missouri. So I want to thank them for that. And Brian Wright, meanwhile, from Mobile. (laughs) Mobile. Mobile, Alabama, 5510. I hate that I missed your Hot Pockets meetup in nearby Pensacola. I was hoping you'd get to stop on the beautiful Mobile Bay Causeway. For some awesome seafood, I guess it washes up there on the causeway. <laughs> anyway, keep up the excellent work you do day in and day out on the greatest podcast in the universe. My friend Will Ashby recently called me out as a douchebag. I've donated a couple of times under the call-out level, but I can't live with my douchiness any longer. Please de-douche me and send a karma shot to Will as he goes in for spinal fusion on yeah. Friday. We have yeah. a bunch of people with bad backs that listen to our show. Also, I want to call out Shan- or let's do this for Shannon Clemens as a douchebag douche of the highest order. Oh my goodness, that, that that that's
1: a special one.
3: We have no idea what that means. Maybe I'll do a slide whistle for the highest okay. order. <laughs> you want to do it ready? again?
1: Yeah, ready, ready, ready? Douchebag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's probably listening in his sleep right about now, so it's a great time for some neural linguistic programming right into his brain. Hope right. I can get a podcast license when you get the chance. Sure thing.
1: <laughs> Let me do the deducing and karma for you.
0: <laughs>
6: You've been deduced. You've got karma.
3: Uh, new donor from Mount Pleasant, Iowa, 5510. Fairly new listener. Love the show, and I'm hooked. I'm taking a big financial exam. and would deeply appreciate if I get some Series 24 karma. Thanks for doing what you do.
1: Hey, um, uh, NorCal. I'm not dumb, okay? I'm not dumb to wait until I'm in L.A. I'm too busy doing the show for you. The chat room was vicious today. You're,
3: you're, you're chatting with the chat room? Give Heather
1: her, her karma.
6: <sighs> You've got karma.
1: Thank you, Heather. See, Heather is unlike you know, some of these douche buckets in the chat room. Like, you know, the show was better when Adam was stoned. Like, well, why don't, you, why don't you F off then? Okay. Thank you, Heather. By the
3: way, I can attest to the fact that I honestly do not see any difference between Adam stoned and not stoned. He's always had a pretty even keel. He just was preoccupied with smoking dope, but it, I didn't think it had any effect on him
1: personally. No, I think no. it was a waste. Yeah, it was just a waste of money.
3: Tom Bushy in St. Paul, Man- and believe me, I'm dead honest when I say that. Even I know. Though he he feels the difference. I don't know.
1: I, don't I, I feel better than ever, but. Uh, that's great. I'm just saying, right. it's like the chat room was filled with, you know, there's a lot of people who donate in the chat room, but most of these people are complaining, they're, they're not donors. Here's what, I, here's what I've noticed. Wait, let me say something. It's important. People who make fun of my hair are usually bald. That's my whole point.
3: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, really. Okay.
3: Tom Bushy, St. Paul, Minnesota. Twin Cities 5510 John and I my double nickels on the dime donation got to get a trains
1: good planes bad karma uh-huh. booster. This is a new new combo. All, All right.
6: All board trains good planes bad. Woohoo. You've got karma. Tight. I like it.
1: I like that one. That's a good combo. I,
3: I, it's different. Yeah. I don't know what the point of it is. Jan Perciel or Purcell. Jan Perciel. Perciel Hamburg Deutschland. In the morning, gentlemen, I'd like to drop uh, you a value-for-value line letting you know that today will be a good day to claim my black knighthood. And he will. Okay. At the end of my Hot Pockets Challenge Coins for journalists teaching our 2009 is near so we can use some calm for the next things to come. Look forward to meet fellow citizen Werner back in Hamburg. Booking table 33 is just perfect, Werner. Uh, love the we we are a messaging service. Love the show. Uh, <laughs> great hair. You know the rest. You can use a. Does he want something? Yeah, yeah.
1: Something? You want to karma
3: absolutely.
6: You've got karma.
3: And Drew Richter from Wayne, Michigan, fifty-one fifty. Adam and John decided I better get a second real donation and since you accidentally credited me in two episodes for one donation.
1: Uh, oh, a wow, that's uh, that's not I good. I
3: asked for a douchebag karma shot, the latter being a, for a job interview, which went great. However, the position was on a project which has been postponed. Oh. So a word of warning to other slaves, I don't recommend that specific combo. <laughs> that was the douchebag karma shot.
1: Yeah, that, that's
3: what you get. Yeah, you're a douchebag, and a, okay. He needs a straight-up karma this time around. Love to hear the Gitmo National Anthem, which we play every so often anyway.
6: You've got karma.
3: Okay. Thomas Starkweather, Brooklyn, New York, 5115. Palindrome. nation is for Pete Mulroy's birthday from Josepha, Matt, Derek, Max, and Tom in Brooklyn. He's turning 30 on the 30th. We have a great range of listeners in terms of ages. We sure do. Happy Golden Birthday, Golden Boy. James Gowen, Fremont, California. $50 in the morning, John and Adam. I had to donate since the uh, recent shows have been some of the best. I agree. Mm, wow. Since 381, the shows have been killers. Also, maybe this one's an exception. Also, I was home for a little karma. <laughs> Adios, mofos. <laughs> I think
1: this one's the exception. What is that?
6: You've got karma. <laughs>
1: How often concerned. do you find out we're bombing Iran because they're making Viagra? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> it,
6: that's a
3: pretty good one. That has to, That's that's a cake taker for this show. Uh, that I mean, that's off the wall, so, and I like it. I like it too. It makes total Sir sense. Joe the Dish Slave in Stockton, fifty bucks. Keep this one silent. No need to read it on
1: the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You know that his name is yeah, like. Kept for you, Joe. I just saw a head swivel. What? what? You sent fifty bucks to those mofo's again? <laughs> David Clark, Spartanburg, South
3: Carolina, fifty. Uh, I'm a poor IT slave, just getting by, and I need some new job karma. Why? Because my awesome son has been accepted to Embry Riddle Daytona Flight College in the fall, and it ain't cheap. Yeah. You'll be a great drone pilot one day, though. Thanks for making my two-hour daily commute tolerable.
6: You've got karma.
1: I actually have a story in the show notes uh, that all colleges are now offering uh, drone studies. And, no, seriously. and There's <laughs> a whole news, whole, whole news article about it and that graduates are pulling in up to $200,000 a year. Really? Yeah. And so 2014 is when the FAA regulations kick in when we'll have all these commercial drones. So yeah, tell your kid, drones are it. I'm not against it. You might as well. And I'd rather have your kids who are listening to the show piloting those drones because at least they'll have some conscience.
3: Yeah, and they can miss. Exactly.
1: Oops, sorry. Malfunction.
3: Greg Sterley, uh, $50 with no comment. Sid Compeador. Compiador. From the fifth column, uh, he wants to, to give uh, listeners and ourselves a good shot of karma. and
6: you've got karma.
3: Finally he has Sir Peter Totes. And Alan Martin, uh, who's in Brandon, Florida, both $50 and no comment. want to thank them and all the other donors uh, and 6969ers and the whole crowd of you for helping us finish the show. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA is where you go to. And go open your email. There's a letter in there for you. And you can try the chicken recipe.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you'll love it.
2: Dvorak.org. Slash
1: Na And a reminder, this is a value-for-value value proposition. This is the model for the future. This is all we do except, well, I, we do some auditions for stuff. We don't get it. We don't score. Um, yeah. uh, but all the work of that, you know, we did uh, six hours of C-SPAN. We did tons of stuff. Uh, actually, more if you count the TSA things uh, we watch. And you don't get this information anywhere. This is a true news service. We try to give you some analysis with it. And did you know that we're bombing a ram because of Viagra? No. Why don't you try that at the next cocktail party? It'll get a laugh, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's your birthday, birthday. Hey, citizen. I'm no
0: agenda.
1: Well, Sean Potter, Geek Media Paladino, congratulations himself. He is turning 21 years old. Welcome to Legality, my friend. You are an official human resource now. Mark Ransom, not like the awesome dude Mark Ronson, congratulates himself 23 tomorrow on the 30th and Thomas Starkweather congratulates Pete Mulroy turning 30 on the 30th that is tomorrow as well happy birthday from all your buddies here at the best podcast in the universe and uh, so we have announced two things by the end of this year we will no longer be accepting forwards on domain names Uh, I am selectively now going through and uh, you know if it's coming up for expiration uh, I'm gonna start doing things with them now that I have this pretty hot software that can do that uh, so, noagendasearch.com has just been transferred to me. So, I'm going to set that up so we have a good search engine. Uh, this is all part of the service. You get this. It's not just the show, which is five hours a week. It's the show notes. Uh, it's the Noagenda News Network, com, which you could participate in by uh, just getting an RSS feed in there. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's really everything it's the analysis and it's the true love and dedication that we have to um, bringing you an outstanding product.
3: Which is an outstanding product. It's a very good product. And it's, you know, and it's easy to listen to. We don't, it's not dense with really, you know, dense stuff. You know what's going to happen. But it's not light. It's, I mean, we are, we, we get light because yeah. it's, we do have, we do chat. I mean, there's two of us just talking you know, about That's
1: stuff. all that it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time you're in your car listening to this program and you look at your, go ahead, look at your dashboard right now. You see that N? That's the N for no agenda. And when you want to move your car, you put it into D. That's the D for donate. (laughs)
2: Oh, (laughs) gee. Dvorak.org
1: slash N-A. Now you'll never be able to look at your dashboard again without thinking about the effort to support (laughs) the show. It's it's demonic. I have programmed you. All right, uh, we do have uh, uh, four nightings today, John. I'm very proud of that. Holy crap. Yeah, well, people have been saving up, and they want to get their rings because we're not going to do rings at the end of this year. We'll have something new, um, uh, so you can double up on your knighthood if you want the the new uh, the new award status. Uh, but of course, we maintain the knights of the. Ne- where's your Where's your blade? Hold on. Oh, there it is. Okay. I'd uh, like Patrick Barnett, Jason Dozier of Lamont Dozier Lamont, and David, and Young Perceil. All to step forward, please. It's uh, a great pleasure to welcome you gentlemen into this uh, exclusive club. And you will be receiving a ring as I hereby pronounce the Sir Patrick, Sir Jason, Sir David, and Sir Jan, all Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Wenches and beer, hookers and blow, rent boys and chardonnay, and hot pants and booze for you at the round table. And thank you for supporting the best podcast in the universe.
5: Hot Pockets.
1: Still need an RV if you want to see the oh, yeah. 2009 uh, Hot Pockets you Tour. you got
3: months. You got a couple months.
1: Not I mean you'd really. probably
3: want to go in June. Yeah, we do. Actually you want to get out of Texas. We'd anyway.
1: like to we'd like to do two uh, we'd like to split it up. Like to do two and a half weeks and then uh, come back and then do another two and a half weeks. Which I think is probably yeah, a good idea. A
3: idea. This is like having a broken arm, you kind of forget the pain. Of
1: what? Of the whole experience. <laughs> oh. hey, you can't do, remember bad things. Do you remember this is a little crack potty for you. Do you remember the yogi akal? No. He's the guy yogi that Akal. Yeah, he did the reading on us. Uh he's the the yogi that does the oh, n- right, n- right, numerology. Right. Yeah. So he's How got to spell his name. A K A L. Yogi Thanks. Akal. So he did a reading, you know, these guys whoever's behind this guy they're pretty smart cuz they they basically do readings for uh people who have an audience in the hopes that you'll, you know, like mention him. Yeah. So he did a it did a reading for Mickey and Adam. <laughs> And uh, I cut it down. It was like really long. But I I think I have to play this because there's a bit in here that it just, I was like, what? So <laughs> this is, are you, are you game for this? Oh,
2: yeah, why not? My name is Yogi Akal and this is a special edition of Love by the Numbers for Adam and Mickey. Adam and Mickey sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> it's a funny old ditty. It's a funny old song. Yeah. But the reality is that You are kind of sitting in a tree together.
8: Uh
1: Uh-huh. In a container, you
2: mean. You know, the tree of life. It's an old image, but it's a powerful one. And for the two of you, that's really what this is. You're both in a process of growth in your life. So far, so good. I'm not suggesting you need to grow. You're in a process of growth. That's a really special place to be in your life if you're aware of it. I'm very aware. I'm ascending. It means you grab every opportunity to learn something new, and you process it and integrate it and put it to work. Now, when you use another person for that in a relationship, it goes bad very quickly. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: Here's where he got my attention. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: So the two of you working in a parallel way, you're both in this process of growth. You don't have to use each other for that. You just get to share it. You get to be happy in that process okay. together,
1: yeah. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. By the way, Mickey didn't know the nursery rhyme. I'd explain it to her. She'd never heard that nursery rhyme. It's not, a, it's not outside of America. Anyway. the idea. Now, here's the good news and the bad news. Okay. There's good news and bad news, John.
2: <laughs> the good news is there's no mean-spiritedness in this relationship. Here's exactly. the bad news. oh But by God, there could be some nasty words, and that's not allowed.
1: Well, I'm like, uh, okay. he's basically saying shut up, slave, wherever that comes
2: from, whether that's carelessness, whether that's from a model of something in your past, whether you think that's an entitlement. Oh, it's off base. Okay. because there's a limit to that. And words used as weapons will work against you every single time. Okay. so now let's get down to the nitty gritty.
3: Cussing all the time, I think, is what that was
1: about. No, I just can't say shut up, bitch. So I stopped doing that. You, do you have any visual of me saying that to Mickey ever? Well, if you wanted to get punched, she's six foot one and she's a kickboxer. She'd Kick my ass. <laughs> so let me just get that part out of the way. All right, now get to it, Yogi. Adam, yes. You know your
2: <laughs> your, yes. your process of life is is a very beautiful process. Hell yeah! Thank you, Yogi. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, wait. It gets better. You've included one woman into your
1: life. Mm-hmm. Well, two if you count John. Good choice. Uh. Mickey, here it comes. You're sexy,
2: <laughs> not sexy, but sexy. The number six. Six-y. You have to
1: understand. The number six. He's like she's the number six. Uh huh. And in numerology, the birthday has not no super. Hold on. Wait. Wait for his comparison, and then I'll end it. Repetition.
2: It doesn't have any special value. It just, it's just a reference point. It's a starting point. The numbers themselves have no superstitious value. They're starting points. They're like a language. They're like words in a sentence. Whatever. And the word or the, the phrase or the key for you, Mickey, is six. And six has to do with reverence. It has to do with a, a kind of caring service that's public service. You are an issue-oriented person. There's a guaranteed success for Adam that will never fail. Hey now! And for Mickey?
1: Hey now! Okay now, he's 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 only seen these numbers. Remember, this is uh, he's doing a numerology reading with one other person in the world, and he's going to compare my future wife to this one other person.
3: Can I guess who it is? Yes,
1: Obama. No, you get two more guesses. You'll never uh, guess. You're never going to guess. Soupy Sales. No. <laughs>
3: Okay, I get one more guess. Uh, Michael Jackson. Hmm.
2: <laughs> I've only seen one numerology like this before, so I mean no offense when I say this, but it's very similar to Al Gore. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? Thank you very much. You know how I just Thanks programmed you to look at the N and the D? I mean, now I'm like, hey, baby, like, Mm. you look like Al Gore.
3: Yeah. Can you, can you reach down? Can you, yeah, say it a little lower.
1: How horrible so, uh, is that? <laughs> Go a little lower. Al Gore,
3: thanks. I like the sixth thing, though. You know, the sixth thing reminds me of, of an experience I actually had mm-hmm. at the horse track. Oh. I was there with Mimi. We were there. We, it, was the, it was actually, uh, it was June 6th, 6-6. And it was uh, 2006. It was weird. And we went to the track, and it was the sixth race, and this horse number six was named 66. We put all our money on him, and guess what happened? He came in sixth.
1: sixth. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute.
5: In the morning.
1: (sighs) Exactly. Hey, let's talk about uh, AFRICOM for a second, just to uh, get back to some... News that you will never hear anywhere and some analysis that uh, it's just really shaping up to be oh, more and more. So um, one of our producers sent a note <clears throat> that uh, came off of his Facebook page. He made a snippet for me uh, from one of his buddies. Uh, and it says, Africa bound friends and family. I've been tasked to deploy to Djibouti, Africa yeah. in support yeah. of AFRICOM from June to December. I'll be performing more of a humanitarian duty. Rather than usual, combat duty performed on previous trips through Iraq, Kuwait, Afghanistan, Qatar, Qatar, Oman, and others. I'm looking forward to building infrastructure, schools, wells, clinics, and relationships with people who are suffering in multiple locations. I want to thank any of them all of you. So, very nice note. Um, of course, uh, this is exactly what the Chiners have been doing for years. And now it's our turn to go in and, uh, and take over. And there's been some interesting developments, John. Very interesting developments. Um, Let me just bring it up here. Uh, Here we go. So there's a new guy in at uh, AFRICOM, which I guess we kind of missed. March 5th, Carter F. Ham took over command of AFRICOM. And the first thing he's done as commander of the U.S. AFRICOM is to visit Angola. Two days ago okay. and uh, he went in and said hey you Angoli people I'm the new sheriff in town now you have to know that Angola has uh, 27 billion dollars of investment from China 27 oh, billion get them out of there. from Angola crude oil is the number two country for China uh, oh, where they, they get gold there diamonds Diamonds and uh, oil and gold, right? Uh, it doesn't say gold in this. It, it could yeah, be. But they had. Uh, they okay. have also, and this is from two days ago. The Angolan government is getting ready to privatize their railroad system, which was financed by the Chiners. But the interesting yeah, so they can move out goods and services, not for anything else. Of course, of course. The interesting thing is this new guy, Carter F. Ham. He was the guy who ran the Libya operation. (laughs) So can you imagine? All of a sudden, you know. Hey, I'm Carter F. Ham. I'm your new sheriff. In case y'all didn't see what I did over there in North Africa. I fucked those motherfuckers up a lot over there. So you're going to do what we tell you to do. And we really are doing it. It's really. It's. Sickening.
3: What are we doing specifically? I mean, I think if, guys like that tend to go in there just to cause trouble. They create a revolution. They they arm rebels. They try to take over the government. And this, then is when why, the this is why the over. They roll out the old guys, which means they kick out the Chinese.
1: That's exactly what it is. And let, so uh, I'm just putting it on the on the map, so to speak, Angola and Mozambique, brand yeah, new.
3: Mozambique's got even more minerals, and that I mean, Mozambique is where the money. Check is. Check it out.
1: Uh, this this came in just yesterday. Uh, They are looking at, here it is, recent discovery of two massive gas fields in its waters has turned the region into an energy hotspot promising a 250 billion pound bonanza. Mozambique. (laughs) That's a lot of Viagra. I got to tell you that, a lot of Viagra. Uh, so of course I go look and see if there's anything out there uh not much besides these news articles but it is obvious that we're you know we're just kicking kicking the Chinas out left and right that's the entire uh uh the entire gig I immediately
3: as you know when before we started the show we knew about the Chinese in Africa I mean this was years ago and before it was even be, begun to be discussed and and my by- some some source i have in germany were complaining about it because the germans are aware of this i'm now beginning to kind of change my opinion about what's going on i uh, because we've been following it so long i think that we kn- knew all along what was going on with the chinese and we decided you know if they want to build all these roads yeah, we just waited and damp- for them
1: to, to build it all and then then we can yeah, move then in yeah build it
3: all and then kick them out that's
1: yes, exactly i'm i'm in total agreement with you yeah so it's everything's a great built strategy. We rock. Yeah, we do. Like we l- rock. Let 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 the yellow man build it. It's yeah. embarrassing how, how how you know how, how easy it is use. to see the strategy, right? Yeah,
3: well the strategy is yeah. So um, the idea is we get more more of this stuff.
0: It'd be nice just if we... could clippity
1: so clippity clop you have did you get the whole Yes, the I did. Yeah, thing? yeah, I got you it for the end. Play of, it? We got Play it at the end of the show. At the end of the show we'll do the whole Clippity Clop song, which yeah, was it from the from season.
3: a Marx Brothers movie, Go West. Yeah.
1: So um, so I went to see if Clippity Clop was meeting any of these, you know, was there a foreign minister from Angola or Mozambique? No. But there was the guy from Estonia. And uh it's something we've got to look out for because, you know, Estonia is a very interesting uh region. Yeah, uh, it's right up there near uh, Finland, of course. You know. Yeah,
3: and I, by the way, we have an inn with our economic hitman to go to, not to go to Estonia, but hang out with the guy you're going to be talking about. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: What, the foreign minister?
3: No, I'm the prime minister. Pri- we, we can hang out with him?
1: I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Cool. Well, let's hear. Um, for, first, we have a little bit of the actual clippity-clop, <clears throat> which I put in front of the clip, because Lucifer, who is, of course, the clovened one, Uh, She was clippity cloppin' up to the microphone with uh, the Prime Minister of Estonia. And she, in her speech, said something very interesting. Here. Clippity-clop.
5: Clippity-clop. Hello. Clippity-clop. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello. And uh, welcome to the State Department. And a very warm welcome Mm. uh, to my friend and colleague, uh, the Foreign Minister of Estonia. It's
1: the Foreign Minister, not the Prime Minister. And notice she doesn't know his name. My friend, ah. uh, the f- uh, foreign minister of Estonia. Looks- I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> my friend, we-
3: my pal,
5: uh, my
1: good buddy. I- <laughs> now, now listen to this. On
5: that note, I'm pleased to announce that the United States and Estonia have agreed to co-chair a new initiative in the Community of Democracies.
1: The Community of Democracies. This is very important. Write this one down, John. The Community of Democracies. I don't know what it means. But nothing comes out of her hole without a reason.
5: That will use technology to Uh help strengthen democratic institutions.
1: Okay. We're going to use technology that will help strengthen democratic institutions. That sounds to me like we're going to be shoving more technology somewhere to start revolutions. Okay. Let's listen to what this program is all about.
5: Uh, This program uh, that we call LEND. 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 The acronym is great. LEND, the Network for Leaders Engaged in New Democracies.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine that meeting? Okay, we got to get these internet in the suitcases uh, over there in all these places, uh, but we want them back. Um, but they're you know to start revolutions. I mean democracies. Uh, lend yeah we'll lend them to them lend yeah yeah it's a platform a platform for democracy and then you give it back
5: is an online platform that will connect leaders from emerging democracies
1: <laughs> leaders from emerging democracies you mean um terrorists
5: with former presidents prime ministers and others who have helped lead democratic transitions in their own countries my
1: goodness how brazen is it john he's just laying it out there
5: uh, we are particularly focused on working together in Tunisia. Uh, when the network is activated,
1: activate the
5: network uh, later this year, it will help accelerate the exchange of ideas Sky among Net. leaders uh, who have the experience uh, to share. And we're very excited to be co chairing this initiative with Estonia.
1: So we got to go up there. We got to go check out Estonia because that's where that's going to be HQ, baby.
3: Well, Estonia is apparently so high-tech, it's, like, re- really amazing.
1: Well, yeah, there's, you know, there's tons of uh, Silicon Valley companies that uh, have Estonians, don't they?
3: And then Working you by a the remote nearby Latvia. I think it's Latvia. Mm-hmm. One of the two of those countries is, uh, and I think Latvia is the one next to it, unless I'm thinking of, of
10: uh
1: Ukraine. Yeah, Latvia could be. I mean, I could look at the map real quick.
3: Yeah, we can look at the map. But whatever the case is, they're loaded with blondes. Blonde oh, really? Blonde bombshells. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, so... Like, Ludicrous number of them.
1: What, in, in Latvia or in uh, yeah, Estonia?
3: Yeah. I think Estonia's got to fall out of some of them, but no, it's the
1: other <laughs> one. <laughs> They're the backup uh, Latvians?
3: Ba- backup babes. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> Latvia, that's, that's what I'm told. I have no idea.
1: So Latvia is underneath Estonia.
3: Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and, that's and
1: Estonia all is just uh, across the river there. Or, from <laughs> not Finland, really, right? From Finland, yeah, from Helsinki. And that, of course, yeah. is where the Nord Stream pipeline will go. Yeah, so it go right through. Uh, right through that water there. What is that called? What is that water called? The Baltic Straits? I don't know. What Gulf is. of Finland. It's the Gulf of Finland. Of Gulf course, of Finland. Could have right. known. I don't have my map in front of me. No, not, I do. I do. Oh, by the way, a great book to get is Maphead by Ken Jennings. Maphead? Maphead. Yeah, Maphead. Great book. Great, great book. Um, so uh, just a, uh, you know, of course, Syria is no longer really in the news uh, except for, uh, a resolution that came out of the Senate. You can uh, only guess whose resolution that is.
3: You're going to tell me.
1: Uh, McCain, of course. Oh,
3: yeah. Of Ugh,
1: course. Duh. So his resolution, four pages marked up for your convenience in the show notes at uh, na uh, 395.nashownotes.com. Uh, a title condemning the mass atrocities committed by the government of Syria and supporting the right of the, the people of Syria to be safe and to defend themselves. And by the way, you'll have noticed in the news a subtle change. It is no longer Friends of Syria. They've changed the title. Have you noticed this? I have not. Yeah, it's Friends of Syrian People. They've changed it. Very interesting, yet subtle rebranding. Why do you
3: think that was the reason for that? Eh,
1: because I don't know. I think yeah, I, I'll tell you what I think. When you have this kind of rebranding
3: during this sort of a situation, I think it's code. I think it's okay. It's that we, what we plan on doing, we've done. Here's our message to prove it. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a way of getting the word out that something's
1: changed. Okay, well, something has changed then for sure. Like we,
3: we're taken over. It's a done deal. Or we, or you oh, guys, okay, can now yeah. stop paying attention to this.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it's like when you uh, buy a company, you change the name.
3: Yeah, just to let everyone know.
1: New boss. New boss. All right. So then there's three pages of, like, basically uh, building up his case. And, you know, it's just these numbers. You know, it's like just a couple highlights. Whereas, it's all whereas on March 15th, Ban Ki-moon warned well over 8,000 people have been killed. March 27th, the United Nations reported the death toll in Syria had climbed to more than 9,000. Whereas at least 3,000 people have been killed in Syria in 2012 alone. How are you, babe? You okay? Yeah. All right. Couldn't see your face. All right. Um, Al Gore. <laughs> Al Gore. So sexy. so sexy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's all this whereas, whereas, whereas. And then he comes to what we should be doing. The Senate resolves, which means we're going to make you do this. Uh, to support calls by Arab leaders to provide the people of Syria with the means to defend themselves against Bashar al-Assad and his forces, including through the provisions of weapons and other material support, and calls on the president to work closely with regional partners to implement these efforts effectively. Guns. We're selling guns or giving them or whatever. We love guns. <laughs> we love and guns. Uh, and then here it is. Commends the establishment. Here it is. It's new commends the establishment of the Friends of the Syrian People Contact Group and other international diplomatic efforts to end the violence and support a peaceful transition to democracy in Syria. So um, it's clear that uh, we're going in. The reason is also quite clear. Uh, That is the uh, Tamar gas deal. Russia is in. The deal is done. Uh, they are going to be mu- buying millions of tons of liquefied natural gas from Israel, as predicted, which will strengthen Gazprom's hand in the booming Asian LNG market. How are they going to get it there? Well, of course, they have the port in Syria, so they need total control of Syria. How are we selling that to the stupid slaves? With reports like this How serious and widespread is the
2: abuse of children? In Syrian detention centers
6: this is one of the shocking developments in the way the uh, Syrian government has been reacting to uh, legitimate calls of the protesters is that they've gone for the children for whatever purpose in large numbers hundreds detained and tortured Uh, I've seen some of the evidence gathered by the Commission of Inquiry who talked with parents, who talked with other victims. It's just horrendous. Children shot in the knees, (laughs) held together with adults in really inhumane conditions, denied medical treatment for their injuries, either held as hostages or held uh, as sources of uh, information or just the sheer brutality of this whole... Clamped down. There you, you go.
1: spoke about them. They're gone. going for the children, John. They're shooting them in the knees, abusing oh. them sexually.
3: That's obvious what they would... First thing I think they'd be doing.
1: Yeah! It's like, you want you want to take control of the people? Take the children! And that's a BBC report, and it's in the show notes, 395.nashownotes.com. Yeah, I don't trust anything they do. <laughs> and, um... I want you to want to get to some of your other. I got,
3: I got one. If you if you're dropping off that topic, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we, I think we all missed the point of the this thing that's being overblown in Florida. Oh, the, ki- the kid. Huh. let me just read you a, a, like a big headline and a large news story in the New York Times, and then think about what maybe. I this is sick, but I'm going to play it anyway. Uh, Skittles. Florida Death brings both profit and risk, honoring a youth's memory by buying the candy he ate. <laughs> oh. They're selling these things by the boatloads now. Yeah. Skillets. Skillets. <laughs> skillets. <laughs> They're probably selling skillets too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I heard River Now talk about skillets. I want to buy me a skillet. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of our producers, uh, after we read the. Uh, United Nations climate document. They've been sending in tons of stories. Now, just to uh, recap, this was the complete new world order, new rules, world regulations, uh, unified world laws that are. uh, This is all coming down to Rio, by the way. Rio, you'll see, is in the news more and more these days. I'll just give you a couple of quick headlines. Uh, New York Times. Uh, scientists at germany 's Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research this week published research they said indicated the high incidence of extreme weather events was not merely accidental now, of course, when it was snowing we'd say hey where 's your global warming uh, We were not the kids were never going to see snow again. The scientists said weather is not climate. however, when it gets warmer, they say things things like this. From the many single events, a pattern emerges. At least for extreme rainfall and heat waves, the link with human caused global warming is clear. The science is in. That's New York Times. New York Times, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and then we have from the same report, different, uh, same uh, authors of the report, but different report, uh, news report. Uh, The scientific researchers who specialize in studying the role climate change plays in influencing individual extreme events is a new burgeoning field, which I think the curry Devore Consulting Corporation can get into, extreme event attribution. This is a new one, extreme event attribution. And from that, we need climate-smart farming, which, of course, includes genetically modified organisms. But here's the one that I loved the most. Remember this document called for a 0.7% of the gross national product to be dedicated to uh helping climate change carbon credits whatever for poor countries and yeah. poor people universal international borderless tax and this was uh, yes to be paid out i guess to the banks i don't know who i guess yes, part car- of
3: the gdp in other words that you could have a We'd have to pay the most is what it always means.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and what we said, you know, this will become law A report from the Netherlands. This is in Dutch, so I'm going to translate on the fly. Um, because, of course, the, the Netherlands now, as the Troika has come in and said, hey, uh, you're not under your 3% and you had such a big mouth about it. So now you've got to start clamping down austerity measures, take away people's pensions, all kinds of stuff is happening and make, making the Dutch very unhappy. Um, and they're talking about so there's a discussion now about reducing their uh, foreign aid for climate change and and poor people. And literally here it says her name is she's a, uh, a member of parliament of the second chamber is what it's called there, so it'd be like the uh, the Congress. Kathleen Furrier. she says, "Ho ho ho, we can't do that." Because we have to stick to our international agreement of zero point seven percent of our gross national product, so it's there. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, of course, we missed the meeting, but it's now happening. Look for the zero point seven percent. You're going to start seeing it everywhere. So this is Agenda Twenty One. This is the the whole save the world with the. Uh, um, international law, global regulations, international law regulated by the International Criminal Court that we are now being subjected to and what's actually happening.
3: People should go to the website, the UN website, and start reading Agenda 21. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you think, the, the health care bill is big. Yeah, no, that, This thing that's, is yeah, that's massive. 21. It's really big, yeah. <laughs> and it just pretty much uh, just sticks its nose into every aspect of day-to-day life for, for the public at large. It's
1: unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, this also from interesting someone, uh, a couple of people pointed this out to me. Uh, as part of this, of course, we have the European Union. We have to have the North American Union. You know, it's all going to be rolled up into one big global ball of muck. And this is the first time that it is taking place but we are witnessing on... What is this happening? This is happening next week, I think. The inaugural meeting of the North American defense ministers. I didn't know that there was like a North American defense outfit.
3: It might have to do with North American Treaty Organization. And you have the North American... And there's different representatives in that organization.
1: That might be what they're referring to. No, it says the Honorable Peter McKay which is Canada's Minister of National Defence, uh, Honorable Leon E. Panetta. General.
3: Oh, it's a club. It's a drinking club.
1: Well, by virtue of our geography, our peoples, and our trading relationship, that might be there, our three nations share many defense interests. Threats to North America and the hemisphere are increasingly complex and require non-traditional responses. Yeah, it's a drinking club. Mm. There's no meeting going on. Well, <laughs> you, there is a kind You know, of. You know you, you're going to say drinking club all the way up until into the FEMA camp. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here Are it, it is. Are going to a drinking club? yeah it is. We will pursue this trilateral agenda, respectful of national sovereignty, uh-huh, and in coordination with other agencies. The results of our meeting will be conveyed to our respective leaders in advance of the upcoming North American Leaders Summit. Hmm. Uh, I guess we'll start seeing the Amero uh, discussion crank up again pretty soon. <laughs> it's coming. The North American Leaders Summit. Just put a Deadpool. This, on is, that all, this is all over the place.
3: Yeah, well, it's a drinking club. I, I can smell a drinking club a mile away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I did, yeah, I did have one last clip I want to play as we wrap. Sure. Uh, I was watching Castle. Which I think has deteriorated because they brought in some character that's just annoying. This I'm, not fam- I'm not
1: familiar with this show.
3: Castle's a mystery detective story about this guy who's a writer who is also you know he's been allowed to visit with the police and help him so he can take notes, but he's actually helping him solve crimes. It's a gimmick, mm. but they're they're trying to figure out who would put a bomb in a in a wastebasket at some event, and and there's this clip which is just like oh brother, but the, it's kind of creepy, probably true.
6: But what I have here is even better Data from wireless carriers that shows us all the GPS-activated cell phones in Boylan Plaza
4: This is the plaza yesterday at 4.32, right before the explosion Each red dot represents the GPS position of a specific phone
6: (laughs) How did you get this? I called in a favor from a friend at Homeland Security Yeah! He's a
0: damn good friend
6: Yeah, we just called in
1: a favor from Homeland Security Right on! Yeah, you got a GPS dot from every phone It's so true And the dots are all moving Yeah, of course Real I recorded something from a TV show. Uh, so while you were watching Castle, uh, I watched The Millionaire Matchmaker. Are you familiar with this program? Never even heard of this turkey. Okay. Oh, no. It's a very successful turkey. It's a very successful show. It's cable. The Millionaire Matchmaker. It's a very successful show. I think it's on Bravo. Uh, yeah. uh, and so basically, it's, uh, it's usually guys and they're millionaires, so called millionaires. And then uh, the millionaire matchmaker, uh, she goes and she finds uh, some coups for them, and you know they have a party, and then they go out on dates, and then you know maybe they choose one, and then you know we ho- hope to live happily ever after. I have never heard anything as vile as this on television before. Not funny uh disgusting towards women and the program should be boycotted
11: women say no 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 if you want vaginas, you gotta pay and money is not all you pay it may be a promise ring you see, it may be an engagement ring. When a woman who doesn't require commitment is not a virtuous woman. Mm-hmm. Vaginas are fun to play with, but you don't marry vaginas. You marry virtue. He's been playing with a lot of vaginas, but the problem with playing with vaginas is within a couple of weeks, they're boring as hell. Do You see, he gets bored playing with vaginas. There's nobody to talk to. Vaginas don't talk. Continuity seems to be an issue for you.
1: How outrageous is that? Play
11: a clip of the day. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, really? I got a clip of the day. Wow. All nice right. catch.
3: <laughs> clip of the day. You know, people who listen to the whole show and get to the end of the show, really, the best parts of the show sometimes <laughs> are right the, at the end. It's
1: at the end of the show, isn't it? <laughs> and then
3: you, mean, get hear, you get to hear the Clippity Clop song from the Marx
1: Brothers movie. You, you get to hear that. That's uh, Oh, Wow. We've already, oh we've been in it a long time, John. I'm sorry I didn't even realize how far along we were. Well, I was trying to hint at it when I said before we wrap. Oh, hello. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Wow. I mean, there's I got like 50 more topics. that save them for Sunday. Okay. Well, some of them just won't do. Well, save. Give us the best ones in a nutshell. I right, give you the best. The best one. This is, and I I didn't even need the story. 20 seconds, the headline was perfect. All of us uh, here in Washington, D.C. would rather not think about what if? What if nuclear terrorists targeted the nation's capital with a powerful bomb? Federal officials have thought about that scenario long and hard over many years, and they figured out who would most likely survive. Well, we hope it's not you, Wolf Blitzer. That's it. That's the whole headline. Yeah.
3: Yeah, just more bull crap to scare the public. Oh, yeah. Be very afraid.
1: Uh, and I want shake to shake
3: in your boots out there. Shake, shake, shake.
1: Yeah. And I want to say hey to all of our uh, friends, producers and listeners and Gitmo nation east who were all scared into buying uh, extra petrol this week. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah, go buy some gas. And then it's like, oh, no, don't. But will fill it up anyway. It's just
3: like, yeah. Just fill it up. We need to make our quarterly numbers. Let's fill up all the inventory. Let's fill it. You know, it's essentially an inventory fill. Right. Mm, you absolutely. got a bunch of empty shelves. You buy all the stuff and you fill the shelves up. And now you you moved a bunch of stuff out.
1: Yeah, it was basically help our buddies with BP in total out. And then of course we had the big gas leak there off of uh, Scotland. Yeah, we're
3: still trying to. We're, oh, yeah, oh, we'll get to that.
1: I know what that is. I can just tell you. Even in the final music here, I can tell you what that is. That's uh, because that it, it'll take six months to fix, and that's going to completely interrupt uh, Scotland's whole idea of uh, going rogue. That's what I think it is, at least.
3: Yeah, if it wasn't a French platform, I'd be more inclined to buy into oh, that kind true. of crackpot theory. But true or no, true. All I know is a lot of gas that they need to light it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come, boom, light that sucker up! All they right, so we're going to gonna light it. We're going to give you the full uh, Marx Brothers "Go West" song, Clippity Clop, as an end of show. And uh, thank you to all of our producers who have sent in stuff for. Uh, I mean, all the clips and pointers and everything. Noagendanewsnetwork.com is a great resource. Thank you to our artists. Pick up some swag if you want to there at the noagendanation.com. And, uh, of course, our executive producers and our associate executive producers, we highly appreciate everything you do for us. We hope you consider us with our value for value at na. Sitting here in the capital... Of Tejas, of the Drone Star State in Austin at Camp Mofo. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry.
3: And without further ado, and from northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak.
1: And we will talk to you again on Sunday, right here on No Agenda.
0: Together Oh we ride and ride We don't know where But the horses do the work So we don't care It's clippity clock Just clippity clock Riding the rain
9: rain. Together.
0: Together It's a lonesome road And A mighty pretty song Of the Lippin' Clop Lippin' Clop So this clip will fly Lippin' Clop You think this riding this constant riding Is something that can't be done But all day Sunday We've got till Monday Just to ride around for fun Ride in I'm the rain, the rain. And there's nothing breaking the monotony Of the clippity clop Just clippity clap, I sure like a horses And I say a horse is really a man's best friend wah, wah, wah. You won't like riding when you start riding But it gets you in the end Riding together. My father shot at the Indians in 1862.
4: Oh, he sure they shot at the stalker when the stalk he brought to you.
0: Clippity Claw.
4: Oh, my heart is beating.
0: Clippity Claw. Yeah.
5: So, I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed. Recovery. Yes, we came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> Did it have anything to do with your visit?
7: America no. is oh, one big sure. pothole right Dvorak now. Dvorak.org. We have not Such paid attention N-A. to our roads and